Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. Buckle up, buckaroos! Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's the Mark Order Podcast. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to switch us around for a minute, Shlong, so people can get the full effect. There you go. That is, uh... That is... I don't know what's going on here. It's been a while since we've seen, uh... Since we've seen the cowboy... It's 100, so I had to bring it back. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I didn't expect the uh, the bandana too around. The, or I'm sorry, should we call it a bandana, or is that more of a kerchief? It's a bandana. More in the style of a kerchief. I think. Well, somebody at the one pound hot dog at the purple parrot for lunch today. That's what it's called. Oh man. Oh. It is the Bark Order podcast. Proud One minute, members. 55 seconds in. Matt's purple parrot. Eat one you ever the purple dog. parrot? No. I don't they make, remember the purple parrot. They make it's at Beach. They make great one pound hot dog special. That sounds delightful. Yeah, you get some fries on the side. It's delightful. You have to eat it the right way, though. That's the only uh, problem. Schlong, I think you gotta be. You gotta be careful of that cowboy hat around an open flame that you have on that enormous cake in the background. For 100. No, I respect it. I'm just saying, be careful. Be careful back there. My God. I just want to say this at the head of the show. I have a lot going on. It's hard to talk. I have a lot going on around me, so I might have to step out, but don't worry. I've got replacements lined up. Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. God grant well, me the serenity. Uh, Mark Order Podcast. Proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. The new Shining Wizards Network. Yeah. Uh, and this is episode 100. Yay. Yeah, we did it. We did it. And this will be the last one. Thank God. No, what? I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I stayed awake this Only... week. I fell asleep last week. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to join Anthony and Ryan. And then I sat in my chair. And I was like, just give me like five minutes, babe. She's like, okay, I'm going to go start dinner. And then I was like. Oh. And, then I, and then I do that thing where I wake up in a panic. I don't know where I am. Yeah. What's, what time is it? Been That's there the before. Why did you leave me in the dark? You said not to leave, not to move you. I've been in that position before. I know exactly what you're talking about. Fucking light on, man. Well, uh, clearly, uh, we have, uh, well, I like to call him Millionaire Matt. I know his name tag says Shining Wizards Matt, but it's Millionaire Matt. Hold on, I can change it. You can do whatever you want. Millionaire Matt's here hanging out for a little bit. Millionaire Uh, Matt's having a rough go of it. Who's having a rough go of it? You are? Millionaire Matt. Well, uh, Mrs. Money says your beard looks phenomenal. You know, someone I work with asked me if I fucking dyed this shit. It does. It does look it, like you could have died it. Yeah, but it I does, would never do that. 
it does seem out of character for you to do it, but the way it grew in, it's very like in specifically one area that it's kind of salt and pepper. You move that microphone. There you go. Wow. Look at that. What a it's perfect. Are, that is a that is a man's beard, is what that is. Just Matt, you, you need to leave the beard and now sh- cut your hair. You know what? I almost got a haircut today. I, my day got all. I was yesterday. I was off. It's going to be a washout. You, you're off tomorrow. And I said this is perfect. I got so many things I can get done, and I can watch Dynamite, and I can be part of the hundredth episode. And then at eleven thirty this morning, it was we're going to try it tonight. And I said, "Yeah, motherfuckers." <laughs> and I went and I stood around in the the mint, the wintry mix, and the rain and the snow for a couple hours. Was oh, it busy? No. I was better off just not going out. But Millionaire Matt needs to make some money because Millionaire Matt now has new bills. So Millionaire Matt is because he's got a new car. I do. That's why Millionaire Matt is selling things. (laughs) (laughs) At least Kate will be riding in style to DC. That's right. That's right. All right. Subaru Cross Trek, bitches. Lord Almighty. I'm looking forward to that day. And we won't have any. We don't have any condensation leaking onto our feet. No, you're good, man. Everything is good. We got a brand new uh, whip. So sweet. Nice. My last trip of the forever. So, uh, Kate the Great's here too. And I never even said it. Uh, Ryan Schlong is here uh, as the cowboy for now. Yeehaw. Howdy, partner. Howdy, Ryan. Uh, good to have you. Uh, and uh, to those who maybe joined late, Ryan said he's having some issues in his. Uh, in his place uh, that are that, you know, a leak somewhere or, uh, you know, a gas leak or some water somewhere. So you might have to jump out quickly, but uh, we should find replacements. Uh, we've got people on retainer to fill his spot. So <coughs> just strap in. It's going to be yeah. a, it's going to be a marathon. Uh, so how's everybody's week been? <laughs> Aces, brother. Fucking miserable, like- but it's fine. <laughs> I cleaned out some stuff. I'm selling some things on eBay. I found some more shit I'm selling on eBay. Drop the links, I got, brother. Where? I, got a whole, I did. I'll put it on the Twitter machine. I got a whole box put it in of, the chat. People of might VHS buy. tapes I'm going through to make sure that they all are working, and then I will sell them, too, hopefully. What are, you selling, are you selling figures? figures? I have some fig- There's some figures up there. Figures. S- send me links. I- now, y'all, when you click the link... Don't be surprised and think you went to the wrong place because it doesn't say like Millionaire Matt or Shining Wizards Matt. MB Punk 422 is in fact our Millionaire Matt. It's a, it's a very long time ago, Ryan. <laughs> Have you uh, looked into changing your name? You know what? Honestly, I probably should, right? MB Punk. MB Punk. Just don't do any I, press conferences under that moniker. I think my old eBay name was Daddy Longlegs. I mean, that's way better than MB Punk. That's Sorry, way better. I didn't see you drink. Daddy Longlegs? Daddy Longlegs. What the fuck were you selling? Nothing. It was, uh, he was a member of the Bloodhound Gang, so. Now, I have a question, because I haven't been on eBay, admittedly, in a very long time. Um, do you have a, is it like everything else? Do you have a profile picture and all that stuff? No, I don't think I have a picture. I was gonna say you could put up a picture of yourself in your Juggalo war paint. Ah, that made oh. its round. That made its rounds again into the Discord this week. Yes, it did I heard? <laughs> can't uh, can't run from your past, so you might as well embrace it. I I would consider myself a Juggalo, 
but I don't think I would ever go to the gathering of the Juggalos because those people scare me. I think they you should. need to go once. No, I've been don't. to many ICP nope. concerts. Heard too many stories about the gathering. There's no, you're good. Matt, <laughs> you check it out. I'd love to go to the gathering. Kate, I, I think I the can. risk for you and the risk for Matt are very different. Oh, I'd, stories I've heard have not come from ladies. There's just no. People are. And just... not even like it's weirdos, but it's also it's like weirdos plus carnies plus miserable. It's a lot. It's a lot to my. To I would my love knowledge. to go. I'd love to go. It's, it's like not. It's not good. Yeah, I'd still love to go. I don't care. Well, well you guys have fun. I'll stick to our DC trip. I ain't going, man. Those people freak me to fuck out. They should. They're a lot. They're a lot to do. Look, like I said, I've been to a couple ICP concerts. They're like extra, man. They're really. I mean, God bless you. You're into it that much. It's just like wrestling, but. I mean, they're down with the clown till they're six feet in the ground. You know what I'm saying? They're extra. I couldn't spend like the gathering of juggles like three days. You're in a fucking camping ground. No, man. I don't even like sharing a bed with you, Anthony. You think I want to go fucking camping with you? You can share a bed with me. Where are you going to plug in your CPAP machine? What's that? Where are you going to plug in your CPAP machine? I won't need it for a couple days. I'll be good. You won't need it for a couple days. Is that how that works? I technically don't think I need it now, if we're being honest. Oh, can I get it? You really want to use? Sorry, I don't know. My wife thinks I'm going to die one night. Well, that's not good, Matt. You were talking about uh, running. Sleep checking really fucks with your heart rate. (laughs) It does. I don't know. Really gets it going, Matt. You were talking about (laughs) you know things making the round. You you can't hide from your past. You're not. Oh, (laughs) oh, good. Welcome. Uh, Rates here. Uh, Hello. (laughs) I'm at a mall. We were talking selling things, and I thought it was perfect. Hi y'all! Hi rates. Hi Matthew. Oh, full name. What was that? I said, "Oh, the government name." The government name. I just really like your name, Matthew. All right, easy there, fucking tough guy. Girl, whatever you are. <laughs> I am rate the great. Usually, I'm not here when Kate's here, but you know, one hundo. Well, I'm so mad back. I'm not signed in, and I can't. I can't just like. Take him off the screen. His right hair now. is a mess. My bangs are just everywhere. Ray, Ray and Matt have a similar beard situation going on, which makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'll say this what though: you want it in 2023? Chicks yeah. fucking beards. Enjoy it. Rate does the hair game on Rate tonight looks way better than the last time she appeared. Yes, must well, I've got my bangs. The best bangs on the podcast. So like, and... Get off! Get off the fucking stream. Is there some pink in there, or is it just a? I, I think it's just, it's just the the coloring. Oh, that would very cool. white face, light. A little, a little strawberry. Reflection. A little strawberry blonde would have been nice. Kate, do you feel like uh, Raid is encroaching on your? So it's a little room? gimmick infringement. It's a little much. It's a little much. I was here first. You didn't have to. You didn't have to come out at me with the bangs like that. You didn't have to take away the one thing I got. You know, I thought the days of people on this show stealing other people's gimmicks were over, but I guess not. Far from, far from. I guess oh, not. Man. Look, at, look at what a badass ant looks like, by the way. Speaking of like hair things. It's the first time I've been on stream with you since you got the, because you had it for last week, right? The... Yep. No, That's two good. weeks ago it was gone. Two weeks ago, okay. Yeah, it was gone. Does your son rub it and say, I wish I had a watermelon? 
No, he did not like. Uh, he didn't want to touch not it first. You. He said it felt it felt weird. It felt weird. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to refrain. I like your son and you. So okay. Man, I was going to ask you because you said things eventually make their rounds, like your Juggalo photos. Uh-huh. Um, my my terrible eBay name. You sure? <laughs> Do you care about your professional wrestling past? Do I care like the MBW stuff or my fandom? Exactly. Your MBW stuff. Do I care? No, I embrace it. I embrace, embrace the embrace it. Yeah, why? Well, I'm just saying. I was checking out the site. Um, it's a little outdated. You just it, last time this was updated was September of 2004. I just think you need to update it. I don't listen. There's a lot of things I can do, right? I can set up a podcast in the stream yard and air a show and process a show and all that. I don't know fuck all about websites, okay? And well, and, I would be surprised if y'all still had the GeoCities login. This is not, I, look, you we went through this. This is not an easy website to find. It took a while to get there. I mean, no, but for for the episode that Kevin Rogan and I said, you your about us did give us really great fodder. So I hope you never change it because I have no intention. Your origin I, story was right there. I still have all the VHS tapes on my desk. Guess what? Tony. The roster. We have to watch the well, I have to watch them one night. I think you did it and I couldn't be there. Uh, but I really am interested in seeing um Johnny Scumbani. Ah. Um and the return match for Jelly Nuts and JT Skugs. I really I don't know. I don't know what tapes I have. I have to go. I think I have Happy Easter. I don't I know. Remember the, you should have called it Hoppy the big, Easter. What did you call the basement? The Bloody Hall. The Bloody Hall. That's there was a big thing about the Bloody the Hall that we watched. The bloody, the bloody Hall is early. Bloody Hall was early. Okay. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I remember a reference to the Bloody Hall when we were watching it back. Because then we went to Adam's backyard. Wackos and Wayne was Tony's backyard. <laughs> was the Bloody Hall? I was going to say, you did back? outgrow the basement. Oh, yeah. We had to. Amazing. Our beatings tour. That's nice. We were original. It is fantastic. Original gangster. I loved when uh, JT Skuggs was on your podcast when he was talking about, like, <laughs> he was like, Forget like our parents letting us do this. He was like, "What was the mailman thinking when he was walking by?" <laughs> does, does Johnny Scumbody look familiar to anybody? He looks a I little. Think I went like... a date on a date with him in 1998. All right, calm down over there, right? All right. He does look like another wrestler I've seen in a ring somewhere. Is it the experiment? Like I don't know. He looks like the experiment. He does look like the experiment. Who was the experiment's valet? What was her name? The experiment did, um, oh, um, um, Countess Noir, Countess Noir, yeah. that's right. The Countess, the Countess, amazing. I liked, you know, what I really like though about MBW, there's not a lot of fucking belts that you got to worry about. Three belts, world, uh, well, one of them got thrown in the trash. We learned, yeah, right? we, had, we had the Verona title. We had <laughs> at one point there was the Verona title, which I gotta be honest, those are good looking belts. JT Skuggs took that out of the garbage, and then there was the the West Orange title. And then eventually, they became the Essex County title. These belts look eerily similar to other belts I've seen before. <sighs> I don't know. They don't look That's like not bad for a backyard used. wrestling belt. Yeah, it's because they used. Um, it it does look like. Oh, what no, happened? We didn't Rate. use Rate's replicas. Fine. No, Tony built them, right? Ray Tony doesn't like MBW too violent. Um, but wait, so that's not the big gold belt. No, I don't know why that's there. See, 
Sure shit looks like it with... You know what it looks like? Hold on. Let me go back. I can't make it bigger. Maybe I can. Hold That's on. That's what she said! <laughs> <laughs> the yell from across the room. It, ju- it does look like the big old belt where somebody just put it into Microsoft Paint and... Uh, put MBW at the top. <laughs> yeah, we didn't use those belts. So Tony made them like he made this Shining Wizards Championship. I understand, but what I'm saying is this photo looks like um, a big gold belt that somebody then threw into Microsoft Paint and just put yes. the letters MBW on top of it. That's probably what Tony did. You know what I respect about Ant? Is like, it's our 100th episode and he's like, I'm going to put over the B show. This is like a nice you gotta. thing to do. You gotta. It's very generous. <laughs> it's the maniac, 160 pounds. Oh, to fucking be 160 pounds again. <laughs> Good God. Look at Jelly Nuts. Look at my Jelly God. Nuts. What a hero. 118. That's a long time ago, man. Jeez. Probably still weighs about that. Yeah, he probably does. Yeah. Johnny Scumbani, 250. Well, he's Jesus. got a title there. Can That's you zoom in? Titles. Can you zoom in at all or no? My God. Look at the, the plaid. Because that's not a flannel. That's just a plaid. No, that's just plaid. He's holding the, with the, oh, man. Why doesn't he have, like, sunglasses on or a guinea tee? What is I don't know. With it? it was the early 2000s. All that applied. Why do you, you... think, why do you think Johnny Scumbani would be a stereotype? <laughs> You you I'm act like From we like Italy? none of the like <laughs> Yoshimitsu. That was my yes. that was Maniac Two. <laughs> Maniac Two, when Maniac One isn't enough. That's right. He was my he was part of my stable, the Freaks and Weirdos. It's like Fuego Two. Biff, I like Aww. how it's extra large, and he's born eighty five. Wait, where's JT Stugs? We didn't put a lot JT, of time JT, into JT. I'm looking for it. Sorry. Uh, Column three, row four. Yeah. Okay. Terrible picture of JT Scott. Oh. He had two belts though. He did, and he's the only Don't one who has me. a bio. The only one who probably cared about this promotion. He's the it's only one not who arrogance. It's internet. greatness. He stole that from the franchise, Shane Douglas. So fuck That's right. He's a thief. And no. he's the only one Shane in Douglas the ring. Him. <laughs> Man. Why does Johnny Scumbody look like Kevin James's cousin? Because he is. He might as well be Kevin James' cousin. <laughs> he, does, he does look like Kevin James' cousin. Matt, can I have a question? Yeah, you got no. make it quick because I got to go. Um, Sorry. Oh, excuse excuse me. Oh, well. My wife just told me she's leaving and I told her I would make dinner. So that's, you know. I, I get told I'm big timing on here. I'm Matt's sorry. always like, I got to run. Let's make it fast. I'm sorry. It's okay. She's the one that when sleeps you- with me. So when you started, that's that's fair. That's a fair argument. I'll do a whole. We can do a whole MBW bonus episode on Saturday. No, this isn't an MBW question. This is a your fanhood question. Oh, when did you when did you start watching stuff that was not like WWF WCW? Like when did you get into Japanese wrestling? And oh god, like how uh, er, how early were you into that? It was probably around ECW. Once I started, once I found ECW, then it was. Um, finding getting the the magazines, the 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 after mags, PWI, and the Inside Wrestling, and and all that stuff. And then you'd go to ECW shows, and Rob Feinstein had his table there with all the stuff, all the tapes. You know the 
Japanese death matches and the Smoky Mountain wrestling stuff that wasn't readily available. And obviously it's a copy of a copy of a copy, but you're still like, you know, you can't, you buy one. So what happens is he had like a catalog and I think I still have it at home. And it was like 1200 pages of just all the wrestling videos that he was selling. And every month you would get a new newsletter with new stuff. And that was like, everything from everywhere all japan big japan new japan ecw ecw fan smoky mountain wrestling uswa and you'd have to read i just i would spend hours just reading this catalog and when i saw something like i bought like shoot shoot interviews and i had fucking no idea what i was (laughs) because they were all in japanese like no because it was like this is a great interview and i was like 15 and i bought it and then it would show up and i'm like I don't give a shit. Like, this is not, I wanted, I thought he was going to tell stories. Like, I didn't know what a shoot interview was. I was like, I thought they were going to tell stories and then show what happens. Oh, it wasn't the case. oh, oh, oh my gosh. Only until so I was a little smartened up. I understood so what a shoot live is. ECW is what got you into like that entire world because of basically Rob Feinstein's table. Yeah. Well, it opened, it opened up the door. And then of course you'd see, you'd hear about, like Hayabusa and Mike Awesome and the infancy of the internet. Sure. So, you know. I've, to like Onita and stuff? Like, did yes. you get that far? Yes. Okay. Oh, 100%. That was where you, that was Oh, because Muda, place. yeah. Or not, first... yeah, Sabu and... Honestly, you know what? I'm going to tie it all back together. Onita, Pogo, ICP Stranglemania. Okay. It was a VHS tape. It was at like... I don't know, Sam Goodies or something. I'd never seen it before on the back of the tape. It had Terry Funk and Cactus Jack. No idea what it was. We bought it. I took it home. It is, uh, and if you've never seen Strangle Mania, it's hysterical. It's ICP doing commentary over all these Japanese wrestling matches that did not have any commentary to them. And then they just gave themselves their own identities and changed everybody's name. So Cactus Jack was Cactus Sack. Terry Funk was drunk. Terry Flunk, <laughs> and it was and it was oh. it was my first introduction to ICP. And then my brother uh, watched it. You know, it's nothing like putting it in the VCR at like six thirty on a, like a Thursday afternoon, and then like it's it a fucking strangle, fucking mania. And I'm like, oh my god, my parents are gonna kill me. I don't know what this is, but I have to watch it. That's so funny. Well, let's parlay this into the last. Uh, let, let's parlay this because Eric Freed's asked and uh, Matt, you got a dip, but I can always Eric come Fre- back to you. Never know. Eric Freed's asked, what got you each into wrestling, Matt? I think you sort of answered part of what got you further into wrestling and what got you into podcasting about wrestling. I mean, I think I've told the story a hundred times. Uh, <laughs> on heard, the B show. You haven't I heard Tony. I heard Tony and uh, Voldemort. We're going to start a podcast. And I was like, mm-hmm. yo, let me get in on that. So you and just weaseled like, in. I just like most of us do. Yeah, I shoehorned my way into it. The first episode is awful. It's awful. It's so fucking bad. You didn't do any test shows before you brought it nope. to the mainstream? I think we did it like Thanksgiving night, too. Well, because even at that point, like podcasting wasn't, I mean, it wasn't what it is now. Like you started 11 years ago. Podcasting was in its infancy just in general. So nothing was live. That's for sure. Podcast didn't like know. Yo, Mike Peterson says Matt actually got me to watch Stranglemania. Mike Peterson, how fucking awesome is Stranglemania? 
That's so funny. Strangle fucking mania. Sorry. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen it, to be honest. Oh, my God. We have to do... We have to have MBW Strangle Mania Day night. We, we do. Can. We can I, do will, I will forego watching the XFL. Okay. Wow. It's a wow. Thanks for that sacrifice. I'm a sea dragon. <laughs> I'm a sea dragon. You are? Why? That's my team. I don't know. I picked them. All right. <laughs> that, that's the boys' team, too, because they're green. I didn't pick them because they're green. It. I picked them because they had a cool name and they weren't from Texas, like half the fucking league. You could have <laughs> gone for DC. They're the closest. They suck a bag and their fans are animals. They threw lemons on the field because security took away their plastic beer snake. I, I don't what know. What are we doing on a Sunday night? People in February getting so drinking so many beers, you're making a plastic beer snake. And where did the lemons come from? That's a great, that's a that's great a really question. Lemon tree. There's no lemon trees at the stadium. At least they didn't Ryan. show. It. Wait, yeah, I want to because we didn't actually talk about whatever got you into wrestling. I remember you saying like it was character based, and you remember being young and seeing like, yeah, I don't who Matt? If you need to dip, dip, and if you want to come back, come. Yeah, back. I gotta go start dinner for the dip, wife. All right, sorry, dip, we dip. I so love um, you. I'm glad I got to be here for the hundredth episode. Technically, you guys too, buddy. probably not the hundredth. We're probably way over a hundred, just because you know. Well, the bonuses don't count. I think it's the hundred for the Wednesday. Well, before we were called the Mark Order Podcast. Well, it's this brand, pal. You know, two uh, years is right around the corner too. If you if you're good at math, you can figure that. No, out. you're right. It is. Oh, I know. Math. I'm good at math. Cause I got an Asian wife. Oh, oh Jesus! Good Christ. to see you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dazzled jacket here. Gay, go, go, go. Dice man. I think Matt's going to go before we give him his flowers because he's a huge part of why I think we all got into the podcasting part. But get oh, out of here. <laughs> Maybe I'll be back. Maybe I won't. All For right. all you people watching, thank you so much. It's all. Uh, it's all because of the hard work of Anthony, Ryan, and Kate. I only show up like a maniac. Uh, I had a good streak going there. I you really did. had a good streak going. And then you fell asleep. I then I fell asleep. So, look, I'm getting old, man. You, this is not like a normal. This is an old look right here. Well, cut that hair, you hippie. I was gonna get a haircut today, but then I ran out of fell time. But then no, I, I ran out. Of, I, I had all these things I was gonna do, and then I was like, "Oh, we're gonna try and work." And then I got high. He was yeah, watching Matlock in his easy chair, and he fell asleep. I didn't fall. I've not fallen asleep yet. Hey, Matt. You know what? what? When you get a haircut. You should get them all cut. Oh my god, you're better than that, Kate. Not really. No. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to, for supporting these guys. They do it the best. AEW coverage, the best. The A show right here for AEW. <coughs> we don't talk about it. Tony fucking hates AEW. You guys are the best. I'm here. Thanks, I love man. You guys. You I love all the people out there in the chat. I see fucking Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh, I can't wait for Metallica. Marky mm -hmm. Mark Fabe, he's been with us since we started on the stream yard. Asian Joe, he's an OG. Eric Freed's in the house. Cabbage Sensei, who's in like fucking Japan. It's God knows what time it is in Japan. Who else is Rob Humphrey, Mike Peterson? The whole crew is here. It's amazing. We've, we've got also, also, uh, baby. Ian from I love it. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Support my friends. Support this wonderful show. Buy a t-shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, Mark order store. You need one. You need to put us on your chest. You do. All right. I gotta go your back. My wife's going to kill me. It's almost All 1 right. p.m. in Japan. 
What a great way to start today with the Mark Order podcast. It is a good day. Starting your day at 1 p.m.? No, like, uh, who, you know, if you're fucking Kevin Garifo, yeah. Could be. (laughs) All right, man. Maybe I'll be back. I'll see what I can do. Sounds good. All right. See you. All right. So we'll we'll jump back to the question. So, uh, yeah, Kate, uh, I think I touched on it, like you said, once before, but I think the first time I remember seeing wrestling was... um, I was down. I I stayed over me and my sister stayed over at like one of my great aunt's houses somewhere down the shore, you know, one of those fucking old people communities, you know, and um, my sister hated staying away from home. So she was like all fucking nervous and stuff. And I don't know why we just put found something on TV and it was like a Saturday. It had to be a Saturday night. So it had to be wrestling on like maybe NBC or something. Because it was WWE, and I think I remember seeing the Bushwhackers, maybe <laughs> Legion of Doom, maybe, okay. maybe it could have also been, uh, it could have also been um, the Heart Foundation. I just remember a lot of things like it's all starting to blend together. But that was I remember the first time seeing wrestling and that was it say, like was it bam bam bigelow or someone too i remember you saying like you remember like very outlandish characters drawing you in i mean that whole time though was it was you know the late 80s early 90s it had to been sure you know so it was that that was the time period you know i mean doink the clown came along later but he was definitely in that time period where i was watching wrestling you know i was i was a younger kid so that definitely drew me in and then I just stuck with it. There was a period where I dipped out. Maybe it was like the aggression era or something like that. Ruthless. Um, yeah, whatever. Aggression. So, but I mean, I would always, um, me and my brother would always go to my grandmother's house because my uncle would watch wrestling and he had one of the black boxes, you know, so we'd, we'd go over for every pay-per-view, you know, get pizza and watch wrestling and then he'd take us home. Oh, yeah. So we would do that. And then, you know, I just stuck with it. College too. college, even though we I dipped out for a while, there were other people in college who were into wrestling. So you have a nitro parties, no nitro parties, but we would do pay-per-view parties and we'd gamble on the pay-per-views. So nice. You bring your you bring your cash. And it was like, OK, who's uh, you know, how many chair shots, things like that. And you just throw your cash down and walk away, you know, hopefully walk away with some money at the end of the night. But those were wild parties too. And it wasn't like rager parties, but I don't remember. It must've been a WrestleMania or something. Maybe not. Cause I think WrestleMania would have been after school let out, but for one of them, they had two couches. They stadium stacked their couches. So they had a couch and then behind it, they had cinder blocks with a couch on top of it. <laughs> so you got on the couch and then you didn't get off the couch if you were sitting on the back couch. Cause that was it. it. Definitely not safe. So, yeah, I just sort of stuck with it. And that sort of parlays into the podcasting piece, because when I was in college, I was on college radio and I just love radio. And um, there was a period, too, after I never worked in radio, wanted to never worked in radio. But I did like an Internet uh, radio show for a while for some place in like Texas. I don't know. I didn't get paid. I just wanted to do it. So it was like I did Did it. Do you have a DJ name? No. I think when I was in college, it was just Loud Rock Russ because I played Loud Rock. Like nice, that was was it. And I was on it fucking midnight to two because that was the only time you could play (laughs) heavy music. 
because our station was not like you know kate sou is is like pretty much heavy heavy rock and emo and stuff like that like all day except for the weekends uh where i went to school it was a block format and it would play you know world and blues and jazz during the day and then at like six o'clock we had hip-hop or five o'clock would turn into latin six or seven o'clock hip-hop eight o'clock alt and then like 10 to two like loud rock so i had to be on super late but then when i did the when i did the radio show it was primarily like hardcore so it was i think it was called uh break down the walls and i love doing that but it just didn't um well, that wasn't the it was closer to what Ryan just did there because it was a I can't remember who did the song, but it was a song called Break Down the Walls. And nice. um, and I did that for a while and then I just wanted to I, I just fell apart like it just didn't last. So I wanted to do something else with music. And at one point, it's funny. I think I said to, Matt said something about doing like something music based on a podcast, like even just talking about music. And I was like, I would do it 100 percent. Let's do it. And it just never happened. Then I just sat in a few times with the wizards. And then during the pandemic, you know, this was just bonus content for the wizards. And then we spun off. So that was it. That's that's my story. That's right. That's how we do. So same question to you guys. Uh, I don't who wants to go first. Ryan, Kate. I'll go. Um, First wrestling I ever pseudo volunteer frozen. She is, she is sort of frozen. Nope, it was back. funny. You're back now. You're back. <laughs> uh, first wrestling I pseudo voluntarily watched was in 2009 with an ex-boyfriend. Ditched him, kept wrestling, great calls, both fronts. Um, and then I like kind of was still into it. And uh, my friend Brian, who you guys met at Grand Slam, um, he was the one who kind of was like, well, I'm, I'm watching Royal Rumble at my place. Come hang out and watch it. And then from Rumble 09, I got really into it. The first thing I remember, like, really grabbing my attention was Legacy, which is so funny because they fucked it up uh, so bad. But I thought it was so cool. And I, like, started to understand, like, oh, this is an art form. And then I had one foot out the door and the pipe bomb happened. And I was like, well guess everything can kind of change in 12 minutes, which they've tried to prove me wrong on a million times. But uh, I, I like couldn't kind of couldn't give up on it after that. I got I got way too into it after that. Uh, Pipe Bomb also introduced me to ROH in New Japan. Like I didn't get heavily into them, but maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor. Maybe I'll defend this title in New Japan. I was like, what the hell are those? And I found out about this whole other world from the Pipe Bomb. Um never had watched like stone cold or anything so that was like my my like real feeling moment that got me into it and then um also did college radio never dj'd but was into college radio um and then the first wrestling podcast i did was that live one ant where i think that was the second time i'd met you ever maybe that might have been the first time i met you yeah i think you're right um it was a live show at a at a pub that's now closed Yep. It was just so much fun. I, we were like talking about, I don't know, like the, the naughty ricochet video had surfaced. It just felt like we were shooting the shit. It didn't even feel like we yeah. were recording an episode. And then it, it was Miro and um, Miro and Lana. Miro yeah. and Lana. There you go. So that was super fun. And then same thing. Sat in on Wizards a few times and, and then we did bonus content. And 
No, the Ring of Honor trip guy. was was really the catalyst. Oh, that was the best. The first Ring of Honor trip, um, because we had only met each other three, four times at that point, but that was yeah. such a blast. And then we did the couple overnight ones and the bonus. Co- oh, Daphne's debut. Hi, honey. There's the dog. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, now I do too much of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, you know, a good point too, Kate. And Ryan, I don't, I, I want to hear your story too, but like, I didn't, um, like I wasn't always strictly like WWE. Like there was a period of time where that was all I knew, but then it was, you know, I definitely was into, like, I wasn't into, but I knew about ECW, like when they were still on MSG at like 12 at night. Cause I would set my DVR. I don't know. Somehow it might've been the same uncle who we would go watch the pay-per-views with. You know, it was like, oh, there's this other wrestling, but like, I don't know, like, it's pretty blah, blah, blah. And then I just found it and I started watching it. And then, you know, I definitely got exposed to other stuff like college, post-college, like Ring of Honor, especially. New Japan was always something I knew about, but I never really was exposed to it. But like, you know, um, Ring of Honor, when they were huge, when like Cody jumped over there and the Bullet Club and, you know. Like we were at the we were at the Ring of Honor show at Hammerstein where uh, uh, Marty, who shall not be named, uh, joined the Bullet Club, you know, and they booted Adam Cole. Like we were at so many of those good shows. So like, yeah, like I was I was into way more than just the WWE, but that was all I knew for a long time. Like I never the tape trading stuff was never something, you know, like I was really exposed to, you know, I guess during my come up phase, there was, you had the internet, but it was still dial up. So it wasn't like I could just download or stream, you yeah, know, you shit on just, like, YouTube. go to YouTube and yeah, yeah. that like came later. So it was funny when we were on the cruise and they did the, the panel with Lambert and his, all of the, the championship belts. Eddie Kingston was talking about how like that same time period you were talking about with Zoink the clown, how he had like one foot out the door and how the ECW Shane Douglas moment like changed that for him. And I realized how many people have either stepped away and something brought them back or like, um, or, or had moments that were fleeting or whatever. Did you, you kind of stepped away like ruthless aggression era, right? Cause it was just like, you yeah. were getting older and it was cheesy and whatever. Yeah. It just didn't. And I know that sounds so counterintuitive, right? Cause like I sat through all the gimmick shit. And then like dipped out when it wasn't really gimmick shit, although it still sort of was in that period. Even the Attitude Era, you go back and look and there's fucking hardcore garbage men, right? Like (laughs) weird shit. The lesbians. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but but that Attitude Era, too, you had the whole, you know, Monday Night Wars, right? So like that definitely caught my attention. I mean, I, I I remember I was one of those kids who I'd be watching wwe and then i'd be taping on a vhs nitro at the same time because i'd be flipping back and forth but it was like i don't want to i want to see what i missed you know right. so like it was uh it was wild it was definitely well, ryan one. you were like a wcw guy too so that's actually kind of like a nice pivot right it was both because it had to be back then i don't think everything was tough to not be one so i started wcw though because i watched star k 95 i think that was the first real time wrestling I watched because my dad's friend had a bunch of old tapes that would make tape traders jealous because he had like he had some really random shit and then he had like everything the WWF ever did 
up until that point. So like I was confused when I watched in 95 because it's like, where are all the people I know? Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, why isn't Hogan's music? Why is Hogan's music different? Where's Andre? Like, I was very confused. But so I watched all the old stuff first. And then in 95, the first thing I watched, the first real time was the Starcade, which was the, the the battle between WCW and New Japan, which is why I, I don't care what it says. I love that Starcade. And then the first storyline I remember was Owen Hart giving Shawn Michaels a concussion, not some Marines in a bar. It was Owen Hart with his insiguri gave Shawn Michaels a concussion. <laughs> That's the story. I stayed with both for probably till, till the, um, well, till WCW closed basically. And then mm-hmm. I was kind of out at that point, except if I saw Sting or HBK on TV, they were wrestling. I stopped. I watched. Other than that, you kind of just... came back fully because of AEW because you would watch some like NXT stuff. And I remember you, you got said... me back. I will always say that you did. You said you're you used to like wrestling. Watch it again. So I watched it again. I watched the Royal Rumble. OK, that'll, that'll Royal do Rumble's it. My favorite I'll pay-per-view of all yeah. time. And then you had me watch Bailey versus Sasha, which got me into the women because oh. that match was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was and like, I, I know was you've been gone for a while. Women do stuff different now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just used to like Sable and the handprints. I was like, okay. they do something else. Yeah. Um, and then I watched, and then I was, I had not gotten into ROH or uh, New Japan yet. I hadn't done anything, and AEW was starting up. And then, so that made it a lot easier because now I didn't have to know lore. Right. I could watch from the beginning. And yeah, there was, there's obviously a lot of backstory that you have to go look into, but what's being presented to me storyline wise is right here. I didn't have to go back like that was even tough in WWE because sometimes they'd be referencing things like, oh, this happened a year ago. And you're like, I, I don't know what that is. I, I didn't watch but sure. AEW. So that got me back full time. Of course, now I watch all the random shit in the world, but I spent how many hours watching Joe Henry's entrance music, but <laughs> uh, which I recommend for everyone. Oh, but yeah, I mean, podcasting it was you guys. I wasn't going to podcast. I just was right. giving Kate's note on dark. And then you guys brought me That's on. Funny. It is funny too how many people like I saw a few people in the chat say, like, oh, like my uncle or my dad, like you said it, Ryan, like, oh, my dad had a friend who had a bunch of these old tapes. It's just so funny how many people it seemed like that's that is part of the exposure to to it. Because I was the again. Same thing for me. It's just so weird is is that the uncle who had the black box and we'd go watch all those pay-per-views, he had all these home VHS tapes of like Survivor Series 88, you know, like WrestleMania 2, WrestleMania 3. Like he had them all on just VHSs that he had recorded. So like I would literally, if I was going over to my grandmother sometimes and we were going to be there for a while, I'd be like, can I go up and grab one of these tapes and... My grandmother would be like, yeah, he said you could grab whatever you want. Like, go ahead. So I'd go, I'd literally go like sit and watch, you know, WrestleMania three or like, you know, Survivor Series 89 or Royal Rumble, you know, 87, whatever. You know, I know these some of these years don't exist, but, you know, you know, those big moving cartons that people have, like the plastic tubs. Yep. They get three of them filled with VHS tapes. Yeah. And that's what I would watch. I would just rotate them. I actually got the WWE Network before I was back watching wrestling full time just to go find those old stuff that I used to watch. Oh, because that stuff. I mean, he had it all. But so funny because I have no memories of anybody in my family other than like I got a couple of my cousins like 
went to WrestleMania one year or whatever, but I feel like so many people have memories with like siblings or parents and I was just this little weirdo because I got into it when I was 21 too. So it's not like, hey, yeah, 25-year-old I mean, my... sister, you want to watch wrestling? Which she would say no to anyway, but it's such a, it's, a, I feel like, um, and I more and more I interact with people, the more I realize how not rare that is. But like most of the people I talk to on a regular basis have memories of like, watching as a kid or with family members. And I was like, yeah. I was 21 and watched it at kind of what was its lowest point before this most recent dip. I think like nobody in 09 was like, Oh, dope. What a strong product right now. <laughs> but it's, you know, what's funny too, is when you, when you start to talk to people about, you know, wrestling or exposure, things like that in general, like, you know, Mrs. Money, like I think before we really, you know, like we started dating and, and I was watching wrestling and stuff like that. Like she she, you know, her brother had exposed her to some of it. And I mean, I'm I'm probably getting a lot of the story wrong, but she was exposed to it. She knew about wrestling and some of uh, of the guys, but she didn't really like I sort of got her further into it. You know what I mean? But it's even funny. You talk to older people like uh, her mom, like her mom can you know knows bruno san martino and guys like that you know like people are exposed to it and you either stick with it or you don't you know what i mean like yeah. so it's just funny i feel like there are so many people out there you know you say professional wrestling and they'll be able to at least spit a few things back at you you know what i mean like even if people are like oh yeah captain lou albano you know what i mean like that's sure. that's their knowledge of it or most people andre the giant if Andre the Giant and Hogan. Hulk Hogan, you couldn't escape. Yeah. And but then at a, at a certain the, period, some people go to Stone Cold and The Rock. Like some people just go to that era. Yeah, sure. And it all depends. You can kind of tell like where people's where they're going to fall. You sure. know what I mean? At a certain age, it's like Bruno San Martino, Tony, right? Uh, right. Old man 90 Tony. years and up. Bruno San Martino. And then other people, it is definitely Hogan Andre or like the Ultimate Warrior or even Macho Man. You know what I mean? Like there, there are just people like that. And then you're right, Kate. It's then the next phase of people seems to be, um, the rock Austin, you know, maybe even triple H will hear in there. And then the next one would be Cena. You know what I mean? Yes. Like yep. Cena Goldberg, whoever it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy how, how you can sort of see it with so many in so many waves out there, you know, but yeah. every, everybody's exposure is a little different. So clearly we're not talking about wrestling right now. We're just sort of, uh, we actually we are. are. Well, I mean, we're not talking, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. We're not talking AEW wrestling. We're sort of just talking like, you know, it's episode hundred. So we're going to be doing a little bit of, uh, you know, reminiscing here and stuff. So here's a question for you guys. Episode 100. What has been your favorite moment so far through the first 100? Ooh, of our show. Of our show. I know I put you guys on the spot. You didn't know I was asking no, this question. Because honestly. I'm trying to remember the line between bonus content and this show. It doesn't even. Honestly, it doesn't matter. But I'll buy you some time. I'm just vamping. Just so the people know out there. Uh, we didn't plan anything for this. No. Like, this is all just <laughs> off the cuff. I think I even said yesterday via text. Like, anybody have anything planned? So I'm sure uh like we have time for stuff and it was cricket so we didn't plan anything um ryan maybe did maybe we don't know we'll see but um 
so we're just kind of going off the cuff. We'll definitely get to dynamite because there is certainly stuff to talk about. We've got at least eight hours based on two things that happened during dynamite to discuss. <laughs> um, so yeah, back to the question. Sure. Any moments of yours that stand out favorite moments of us doing anything related to Mark order podcast, Oh man, there's a lot. I just remember having absolute tears in my eyes talking about Frankie, the macaw. <laughs> oh my God. Like I just even think about when we started this, I was, I would put my laptop on my ottoman in my living room and I would sit on the ground. Cause I was just like comfiest there. Um, that that's definitely up there. I don't even remember why we were talking about Coco's bird. I remember I went down a rabbit hole and just you and Matt just, I feel like that was the same episode. Matt said something about Applebee's and getting up in them guts. Um, I just remember tears in my eyes, like laughing so, so hard. Um, all, all of the trips are certainly up there. Sergio's debut was a big one. I think Sergio's still here in this room. Sergio's still in the room. Yeah, he's right behind nice. me. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. His debut was a big one. Cruise director Mike's always always fun to stop by, but um yeah, I'm trying to think of anything. Yeah, I mean all the FMKs, like <laughs> can I it's always the I... non-wrestling stuff that I'm like I'm so more attached to, I feel like, than anything wrestling related necessarily. And just to catch people up, like you mentioned, Frankie the Macaw. So I think Frankie the Macaw was a hundred percent when we were bonus content. We weren't even Mark Order podcast yet. It was. I don't think so. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think Ryan was here yet. But I think Ryan Van Dam was gone. Or it was maybe even before him. That might have been like one of the first few episodes we ever did. I had the purple in my hair. Yes, you did. There so. That content is probably found within the Shining Wizards archive somewhere. Yeah. But I can tell you this much, Ryan, so that you know and everybody else knows. Kate, as she said, did go down some sort of <laughs> Coco Beware rabbit hole. and was I really liked high energy. Matt, Matt got me into high energy. We were on like an 80s tag team kick. <laughs> we, we did talk a lot about 80s tag teams like the Killer Bees and, and high energy. And then even we we got into Techno Team 2000 for a while. But Schlong, Kate really got into Coco Beware and then was really upset because of Frankie the Macaw died in a fire. And Kate had said, I did some research. Maybe not in in so many words. Kate was like, I did research and I found there is a there is a Frankie the Macaw memorial. And she showed us and we were definitely live on the air. Yeah, because we were talking about whether we were going to (laughs) go. Right. So Kate said, I want to go see Frankie the Macaw's memorial. So Mm -hmm. we started looking at this site that Kate gave us. And Schlong, it is an online memorial. There is no physical. It's like one of those like websites you get, you know, when somebody dies from the funeral home so people can leave messages. Kate thought it was a physical location, like well, because, with a grave site. Here's what yeah. happened. I found the link to that in an article about, I was so far down the rabbit hole, guys. I was so invested in Frankie the Macaw. Oh and Matt kept God. being like, Kate, there were 90 macaws, just like Jake the Snake and all of the snakes that Damien's, ran away. Yeah. I don't think there was. So I'm reading about Frankie the Macaw. I'm devastated he was found in a house 
fire. And in the article, he looked like a rotisserie that, chicken. Was the- I mean, did you hear what happens at the end? Coco ate him. No, stop it. He wasn't home when the fire happened. He came home. He had a cooked bird. He ate it. It was a delicious dinner. Stop. Coco would never. They were buddies. This whole article was about how they were buddies. So in the bottom of that article, it was like, oh, my God. It's been a green screen the whole time. Break the walls down. (laughs) I actually went to fucking Florida during bonus content. Oh, that's right. You were flying back and forth every week. So, yeah, Kate thought there was a physical location for Frankie the Macaw's grave that we could go mourn at, maybe take some photos. It was a very deceiving article, but it was just like those 90s clip art things where it was like, leave flowers or a pixelated teddy bear or a heart. (laughs) Yes, yes. You could pay $10 to leave virtual flowers for Frankie the Macaw. Oh, my God. (sighs) Frankie. Kyle K. Sparks is right. Camp McCaws lived for something like 30 years. Wouldn't shock me like, if it was one of the whole time. I think um, it's like double that. It's crazy how long they live. Yeah, I think there are some cases where don't people like leave some of their belongings behind to the bird? I think so. But this one died in the house fire. I'd be pretty sure there was maybe another McCaw or two who died of a cocaine overdose. It was definitely the 80s in wrestling. <laughs> so. I feel so bad because he was a bird. He got have flown away. He must have been just suffocating in his cage. That's so sad. Please, God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far away. So, Kate, uh, that's a great, that is a great, that is a great callback. Can I tell you one of my most favorite memories? And again, it is during bonus content time, but you sort of jogged my memory with yours. Perhaps one of my fa- my most favorite things. Again, you can find these old shows in the Shining Wizards archive. They have to be there. I don't know where else they would be. They're not with us. Um, when we used to do sign offs, um, <laughs> Matt would plug all the Shining Wizards stuff. We didn't really like at the time. Kate wasn't doing all this shit, so she didn't have anything to plug. I think no, we I would just not. basically plug our own socials. Um, and um. The doctor who was on with us uh, during bonus content time would always give Matt a plug for the pizza, for Pizza Vita. And he would always schlong do um, he would do a plug that was like, and if you're looking for some pizza, call up blah, blah, blah. And some in New Jersey uh, and ask for Matt. And if you tell them you want the manager special, Matt will uh, take your order. um uh, and, and read it back Hulk to Hogan you, or right in the in Macho Man, or he'll deliver it to you dressed up like Coco Beware, you know, like something like that. And he did it schlong for every episode. And then one night we had Ryan Van Dam on with us, and I out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, he uh, stole the gimmick live on the air from the Good Doctor. And uh, when he finished, the good doctor just goes, I have one more thing to plug. Uh, That will be the last time you ever hear a plug for Matt's pizza shop. I'm done. And then sure as shit, Ryan, he never did another one. Never did. Man of his word. Never did it again. And we we begged him a couple times. Come on, man. Like you could do it. He's like, nope. Nope. Stolen gimmick. Not doing it. That was it. He ruined it. I laughed so fucking hard. Even when Ryan left, wouldn't resurge it. 
Nope. Them? Never brought it back. Those were tough times too, because when there were five of us, we, so we didn't time steady. We didn't go like eight hours with five of us, but there was a lot. Well, of Rampage it. wasn't a thing yet. Either. That's true. Um, but still, it was tough to wrangle five. We have a hard enough time with three. It helps when one of them falls asleep halfway through. It's true. And then he would tell you it's not. Um, they liked reality-based sports. And then their favorite wrestler was Dan House. And Zicky Dice. And Zicky Dice. I like sports-based content. Dan House and Zicky Dice are my favorite wrestlers. Favorites. And then it was an appointment viewing. So it happens. I get it. I get it. It's kind of funny because I feel like Ryan Schlong has Ryan's name, but kind of Danny's attitude because Danny was oftentimes on the more positive leaning side of things. I feel like oftentimes a much more optimistic, friendlier yeah. outlook on wrestling. It's kind of like we got a little, little two for one special. I guess. Two for one Schlong special. I will say this. Uh, I will say a favorite part of this brand the Mark Order podcast was when we started doing Schlong's appearances and we, d- we turned it into a tip of the Schlong Big because time. I still, just so you guys know, every now and again, I pull up those intros on my computer and listen to them. Uh, I miss them so I miss much. Them so much. They were amazing. I don't, um, don't have them in any sort and say, I'm going to play a snippet because we'd get red flagged really fast, but I couldn't even, I don't even have them in a format like we play our commercials and stuff, so I can't even give you a taste. But you can't give them a were... taste of the schlong. I can't give you a taste of the schlong. But if you go back to our, oh no, we don't have the archive on uh, Anchor stuff like that. You'd have to go back to Shining Wizards. No, I don't know where those old archives live. Damn. Probably the Shining Wizards Network. It would have to be right. Yeah, you'd have to. So if you're looking for those old tip of the schlong intros, you could find them. Oh, my God, you could find them. Schlong, you weren't with us the whole stretch, but there were definitely moments you've got to have anything that sticks out in your brain as a favorite moment. I've been here from pretty much the mark, not full time on the mark order, but I'm here for the the mark order. Right. Um, I have two that had nothing to do with me and one that has something to do with me since I want to be selfish, pick one. The two that have nothing to do with me both have to do with Matt. And it's when he told us that he shit his pants and that he sleep jacks. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great moments. When he's like, you know how I said it had been like eight weeks, like eight months since I last shit my pants. Well, guys reset the clock. <laughs> and then the other, and it was unintentional on my part, so I can't claim that I'm a comedic genius, but just the moment when Matt described what he used to do to be Sabu and then told us the age he was when he used to do this thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just, I still am in shock over that. So Incredible. No, that was super fun. That was super funny. I also, our general commitment to bits, I think, is, is definitely a highlight. And well, it, Amp flying back and forth during the pandemic to Florida was was fantastic. A lot of frequent flyer miles earned during that period. That was not my favorite. Getting sexually harassed by Jim Ross every week. Well, that, that was definitely during bonus content. That was fun. <laughs> that was bonus content as well. But yeah, the random. Oh, and when Taz would stop by. Oh yeah, when we would have Taz on on here. Uh, oh my Rob god! Humphrey. How did I leave this out? 
Oh, the rankings wrap. Oh. oh, my God. It's been so long because they sort of did away with the rankings. Uh, and how it happened by accident. Yeah, yeah. Matt just started wrapping them. Like, not inspired by anything. I remember him saying something about Nyla Rose being a beast and being invited to the Thanksgiving feast. And that just, like... <laughs> and then d- didn't you try one night and, and you were just like such and such because they're the best and then it's him because he's <laughs> the best I'm just like this is over I was like Kevin Malone thinking about cookie season <laughs> oh springtime right. thinks that it's the it's best, the best. <laughs> yeah uh, man I mean uh, I, honestly kind of a strut <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right um yeah, I mean, most of this stuff, for anybody who cares because we're reminiscing, I might as well plug it. Most of this can be found in our archives in, in podcast format. Uh, we do have a lot of content on YouTube that you could go back and see the videos for if you want to mm-hmm. see video. Some of it does live on the Shining Wizards Network archive and some of the bonus when this was bonus content prior to the Mark Order podcast. Uh, should be in the shining wizards archives too. So like you can go back and find some of the stuff we're talking about if you care to. Um, Oh, King in person moment, Matt bitching out trying to meet switchblade J white hundred percent. Oh my God. The, you know, the, the, uh, Rob Humphrey actually just said it. I love the Ryan doesn't get invited anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I was, that's actually something I was going to say, Kate, You've got to like you've got to stay committed to bits. That's what I think makes any good sort of talk radio show like, you know, uh, I don't I don't listen to a lot of Howard Stern anymore, but like Howard Stern would always have like callbacks or committed bits. You know, Opie and Anthony, I listen to shows now that they commit to bits, you know, like you just have to. You've got to. It just makes things a lot more fun. Um, And and Uh, us moments off the stream, the Jay White one. That's a good one. The Atlantic City trip was a ton of fun. So much fun. And then when Matt lost his mind on the the baseball game was just so much fun. Like all the silliness about the hot dog. That was so silly and fun. Um, and then Matt, Matt just being out of his mind in the hotel room like a kid because he hadn't slept all summer because he's working a pizza truck for 18 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Like just we're trying to go to sleep and he's giggling like a five-year-old being like, what if I just army crawled over to your side of the room? <laughs> What's one of them? Him asking us if we had dream. Oh my God. No. The captain is here. The captain has infiltrated this stream again. My God. The captain, according to his nameplate. My goodness. Welcome back. Hello there, gentlemen and lady. I will just say this, Captain. Immediately uncomfortable. I I have to say this. I am a little disappointed in one thing. I heard you showed up on another show before you made your second appearance on this show. Is that true? I felt I had to represent our show. The A show. Oh, it's our show now. Okay. Captain is a vital part of the Mark Order, baby. This doesn't get he is the engine that keeps us going. It does not get less uncomfortable as time, time goes didn't on, help so. this at all. Um, feel less great, not to be confused with Sean Dean. Very, very, very different than Sean Dean. A very different type of captain. The captain never gets less uncomfortable. 
in fact, he's been told you really shouldn't be around him for more than five minutes at most. Oh I would God. say arguably too comfortable is kind of the captain's whole. Well, can I ask a follow-up question to the captain's statement? What happens if you stay for more than five minutes? Things. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, Lord. Consensual or non-consensual? Oh, no, no, no. Captain is always one for consent. Okay. Thank it's not my fault people fall in love and lust. <laughs> oh, my Okay. Okay. If the captain's here for four, more than five minutes, he's using Blue Chew and they need to sponsor the show. Captain can't be here for more than five minutes. He's got his ship about to take off. You know, oh he's God. in his captain quarters right now, but he needs to make sure no icebergs are hitting. You so have an, an open fire on, the on, on your boat? Captain That's takes dangerous. his risks. Captain takes his risks. So calculated one. So it's not just a name. You are the actual captain of your own ship. I am the love boat. They named a TV show after it. Okay. You're older than you appear. I gotta say, if they named the love boat after you, ageless, ageless, an ageless wonder. Hey, hey, Aunt. Did you know that Kate and I share the same opinion about condoms? What's that? Oh, come Neither on. Them. <laughs> no, that's right. That was another great moment in Mark Order history when Kate admitted she does not use condoms. I meant me as the girl. No, 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 no. Oh, we knew what you meant. Kate. We know what you mean. No protection for you. Kate, listen. Very much not that. No everybody Kate, likes to gamble no from now. <laughs> Every, no, everybody Kate likes to gamble now. Like she now. likes her Mondays. Raw. Oh, my nope. God. Nope. Nope, no, no to oh the babies God. and and the nope. Do you do the roundabout STD test like um, Mitch Hedberg <laughs> said? You got it. Nope, I'm good. What's <laughs> an STD test? I'm gonna, See, the captain doesn't even know. The captain of anybody should know every form of an STD test. What's like in ever as he should be tested with great consistency. I mean, I, I mean, I would just guess in international water, anything goes. So the captain doesn't really care. Is that right, Captain? Captain's never had any problems. Again, he's ageless, probably immune. Maybe he started them. The world will never know. You know, the world, the world knows. You're not immune. You probably started them. That's not. This is starting to maybe make me think, Kate, based on some of these things the captain's saying. He sounds like he might be like an anti-vaxxer. That's a fair. Were were there areas that you didn't sail to for extended periods of time? Which which vaccine are we talking about here? I'm only talking Holy about the love genes. Anything else, Captain is pro. Get protected, people. If not for yourself, for your loved ones. Are you pro life? <laughs> what are you trying to do to the life. captain? Oh no. Pro life or pro choice? Because that's an interesting take if you're pro everything else. Here's what the captain has got to say. The captain absolutely does not need his own show on the Shining Wizards Network. Rob Humphrey, you are blocked. I mean, it it could be. He's out on the sea and does not care what happens on the land. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm just going to say this, guys. The captain might be bonus content at some point. Stop. Would you? No, we're not. I mean, 
Just saying. This crib, we're gonna get blocked. We're gonna get banned. We're gonna get picked up by Pornhub. It's gonna be weird. If we get picked up with a Pornhub sponsorship, cha ching, sign us up. Well, yeah, that's all right. The cast you who just wanted fans, a Bluetooth sponsorship is gonna complain about a Pornhub sponsorship. I'm not complaining about that. I just don't Hi. want our regular show to get picked up by Pornhub. I feel like it would. I want be... you to know, the captain gets bored out at sea when he's not making love. And he listens to your Tuesday night show. He's heard your segues. So you shut your mouth. I do have fantastic segues. It's true. But they're filthy. Just Is like there that. Sloan might want to know. If you want to break back, so use Bluetooth.com oh code by phone the other day. Sloan might want to know if the captain is against penicillin. What is penicillin? What is penicillin? Okay. That answers that question for oh, Sloan. Oh, no. The captain's a fucking idiot. <laughs> would your uh, favorite song... Oh, I'm sorry. Would your favorite song be uh, Sailing by Christopher Cross? Sailing away. No, it's Barbie Girl by Aqua, but that's okay. Okay. Interesting. Has nothing to do with Come sailing. On, Bobby, let's go party. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh. Oh my god. Uh oh. God, hey, you're the only one with the power to take him off the stream. I can't do anything about it. Does the captain make love to seamen? Seamen. <laughs> no, seamen. Things happen at sea. Captain doesn't judge. Is it, love, is it like let love? Is it like prison? Like eventually you just need the contact of another person? No. I okay. say love and let love on this love boat, baby. Okay. Follow your heart or your loins, whichever gets you going. I mean, we here on the Mark Order podcast, we've been very open and clear that we're not here to kink shame anybody. We're we're here for, for mm -hmm. everybody. So I don't know about the PC police though. I mean, why do you think always... I live on the sea? International waters, baby. That is actually, to be honest, the PC police. Off screen things. Us goofing around about that in the earlier days, too. Like when that we first started like leaning into playing that ad. When mm. you when it wasn't like live and you couldn't see us. Us goofing around backstage in the private chat just being <laughs> yes. legit. One of my favorite moments. We get the captain right. out of here. I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah, lad and lady, the captain's got to go sailing now. It's been a pleasure. I hope well, you have a wonderful 100th episode. And Kate, I feel like I need to take a shower. Yes, you do, but not because of the captain. Oh, y'all. That was, Night. That that was, was weird. Mean. Yeah, that was a mean way to... <laughs> background on its own without him there. <laughs> wow, the captain. Um... Didn't know we were getting a captain tonight. Well, oh, hey, Ryan. Uh, is that leak okay? Don't mess with the name on my screen. What the, what the hell's going on? Not me. That was right. <laughs> Sorry. Things got, I tell you, things are wild over here. They're crazy. Mm -hmm. There's well, something. How about this, guys? And then we'll wrap up sort of the first half and get to dynamite. Um, I feel like we did a lot of good stuff in the first hundred. Right, we um, we, we had episode sixty nine. That's well, yes, but That's beyond. I, okay, perfect. Then we're done. <laughs> no, <laughs> we for real. There was that not the debut of the captain? Oh my god, um, it was. 
That was. No, we did do a lot of really good stuff. I mean, I'll say this. I think that, um, you know, we started doing the we started doing the video streams on the YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, our production got better. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have the stickers. We've been sending stickers all over the place. Uh, We got our T-shirts up and running. Uh, So that's that idiot's got to get on the website. That girl. I wasn't even talking about that, but uh, yes, yes, she does. <laughs> but yes, um, so I guess, I mean, we have again, we haven't talked about this, but in the next hundred, I think we we have to get some more good stuff done. I think we would all say like, people have asked us numerous times, how can we support you? Like, this isn't bullshit. I'm not just saying this. Like, people have asked us, like, how can we like, can I support you? Can I do anything? Blah blah blah. And this seems this like point, bullshit. It yeah okay it is bullshit no it's not <laughs> um but I think we were talking about setting up a Patreon and having some different tiers and giving bonus content right so that's something that we want to definitely look to do uh, oh my god in the next hundred from episodes the from the nineties rolling 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 I thought maybe you were gonna be Prison Ryan <laughs> the, the worst mentor. part about this podcast the part was the, the mentor. mentor. If you gruel. What did you eat? The, the gruel. The gruel. But I never got caught neither. <laughs> so here's my question to you guys. We have some ideas for things that we want to do in the next 100. Patreon's part of it. And we want to make sure people are official card-carrying members of like the Mark Order podcast. Um, no, Marky Mark Fabe, We do not. No. We're going to talk about wrestling again is there anything uh that you guys would like us to do or things that you want this show to have in the next hundred so we can continue to grow leaps and bounds this question is to you kate and ryan but if people in the chat want to obviously uh throw some stuff out there we're we're looking uh i just want to say thank you to it's really brian who said he normally watches during work but stopped in to wish us a happy happy hundo I would like to do um, more uh, words at commentary. No, I would, I would like to do, uh, I, I think, just more content of, like, getting into... I, I missed kind of talking about the darks, like, doing those as, as bonus sideshows or, like, maybe mm-hmm. Rampage has its own break-off, things like that, of um, maybe breaking this show down a little bit and making it digestible and, and more often that we're putting out content, I think could be really well. I joked before, but do have to get a website rocking and rolling. Cause I think there's a lot of fun stuff that we could do there, but, um, and, and like some Maybe interviews, I think, would corner. Be, I think it would definitely not a captain's corner. No, definitely side episodes down. of, of FMKs though. Just like a 20 minute, everybody does an FMK. Well, I think the um, best part if we had a website is that we could actually write content. You definitely. Know I mean? like opinion content or do uh, an, a written interview or something like that, you know? So I think that's a yeah. good idea. I think it would be fun too, just to, we'll see, but like live episodes or whatever before, like I, I feel like we've got we've got a really good crew like in the Discord and stuff. It would be fun to to do more in-person stuff. But as far as like content putting out, I think more of it like inside side episodes of stuff would be super super fun and that would coincide with the patreon for sure and then yeah like written stuff on on the website would be fun but and cool. i think the inevitable you know calendar the mark order calendar hmm. of 
I think Matt is probably your July bikini photo shoot for like with an America bikini. I think um, I would probably take on like a nice, a tasteful, slutty Thanksgiving pilgrim, perhaps. Slutty Thanksgiving, okay. I think uh, Aunt would do. Okay. Um, you'd be you'd be a slutty turkey. Let's be fair, Kate. Slutty turkey, sure. And obviously, because of your heritage, a leprechaun. Uh, and Ryan, <laughs> sure. and Ryan, uh, I'm a jolly old fat guy. If I'm not, if I'm not December, I'm furious. I was going to say Valentine's Day because you just love everything. Well, that, but there's more. Love, We're going to have love, more than one month. Here's so my two immediate thoughts for Ryan. January, baby new year. Beautiful. February, Cupid. Ooh, you don't even have to change the outfits that much. No, we just have to put a, a fucking arrow in your a bow and I, arrow. In I right. sincerely think uh like a funny calendar of like us and wizards hosts would be hysterical. <laughs> but uh yeah, I would like to do more close-up content as side stuff and and a website with a place to to write and interact more, I think would be really fun. All good stuff. Ryan, anything you want to accomplish in the next one, Hundo? Well, besides getting the captain featured on every program. Nope. Um, no. I mean, Kate kind of named it more stuff. I, you know, I feel like my personal strength would probably be about the darks since I'm the one who consistently probably still watches them. Um, I think everyone else has a life. So I could probably provide a lot more there than not saying I don't provide anything here because we do, but when there's more of us here, you know, but I think that, um, website be fun because I would want to write. And well, I mean, truthfully, my thing with that, I was going to say is if anyone has something out there, just you can put it in the comments. Now, if you tweet it at us, Hey, this would be something we want to see. Let us know because we want to do stuff. You know, I think we kept saying, Oh, stuff is coming. Stuff is coming. I think hitting a hundred is like a good benchmark you you've you've proven at 100 that you're consistent this is here we have people who watch and listen let's take it to the next you know let's go and and of course i, I do want kate's 20 minute fmk but she thinks it's gonna be all of us and it's really just gonna be her yeah for sure i would i would actually really love to do something with gina like a very silly fun oh like God. 20 minute fmk wrestling crushes episode or something i think would be really fun I also love that Ryan was like, everybody else has a life when the reason I couldn't do dark content is I'm watching other wrestling and talking right. about it. And worse wrestling on Tuesdays. We actually have the concept for a dark only show and a name. So, but yeah. I don't want to give, I don't want to say anything until we're ready to sort of go. But we do have it all. We just are waiting for a couple things to come through. Rob Humphrey, I want to see you guys stream the AEW video game when it comes out. Ooh. Yeah. We can certainly look to do that. I did put my pre-order in the other day. I am so we'll not, but I will be getting it. That's not a doubt in my head. You got a PS5, Ryan? I or a, a PC and a PS5. I'll probably get on the PS5 because I don't think that's a game that's going to require a lot of graphics. Yeah. Well, then we could even do online. You know, and that's the other thing, too, is the, the fucking Twitch thing has been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I have, And I have a stream card, so like we could stream it. I have what's needed, at least on my end, to stream it. Yeah. So. So. All good ideas, and I certainly I back what you guys said. I think um, you know, growing things in a way like with the website, doing written content. The other the other cool thing too is like, um, you know, there was um, 
There was another show that I listened to for a while. I don't want to say it because I don't necessarily remember it. But at one point in time, they were like, hey, we're looking for people who like the show to like. I think at the time they were looking for people to be like mods on Facebook, right? Like help us with our Facebook page, be a mod, go with content. Like, and I think that's something that we could maybe look to do with this is like if we have people who maybe want to write or contribute in some way and just be part of what we do, yeah. like we can look to to find people to to work with us. I mean, we don't get paid for this. We can't pay you. No, but, uh, understand that right now, guys. We haven't monetized it yet, so I don't think we can monetize it for you. And if we yeah. did, we would just be lining our pockets with it. So 100%. 100%. I make yeah. no shame about that. No. Um, well, we got to pay the captain his fee, and that is hefty. The captain doesn't get but, paid. He gets paid in... Shut up. We pay the captain and he kicks it back to all of us. Well, I mean, he does have probably offshore accounts. <laughs> Actually, since it's weird that I'm thinking as we're talking, thinking about this stuff out, lo- out loud, but yes, 20 of our listeners, time. viewers, obviously we on, we want to stay wrestling related, so I'm going to say this in the context of wrestling, but all, all the hosts have different interests, different stuff. You know, Matt was talking about selling his figures, Ant collects, Ant... Kate are big into music. I'm more of a history guy and nerd, but a nerd guy. If you want us to incorporate any of that into sub shows on well, having to do with AEW and wrestling, we're sticking wrestling really, but let us know which of those things because it helps us form. Sorry if anyone heard me stop, it's because the millionaire. He's back. Oh boy. Well, was Din Din. Dinner was delightful. I made a Peanut sauce chicken over quinoa with a spicy cucumber salad. Wow. Look at that. Well, Matt, we were doing a little reminiscing in that first half, I guess. We're over the halfway point. And then we were talking about the future and stuff like that. So what we were going to do is take a break. Okay. And then we're going to come back and get into dynamite. And I know maybe you caught a little. I caught a little. Okay. So then, uh, Matt, you're going to love it because I have the new commercials, episode 100. Oh, God, they're so fucking long. Kevin Rogue's the fucking worst, dude. Well, why don't you tell Kevin to fucking uh, cut his commercials down? Uh, I just came back. Now I got to sit through a seven-minute commercial block. Don't you want to do a live read? Reminiscing. Hurry, don't believe. Matt, you're more than welcome to do a live read. I can hardly wait. I said to myself. All right, we're gonna go to commercials. He ignored the commercials. I'd have to pull everything up, Ryan Schlong. It's all right. We're gonna play the commercials. I have them all ready. Do it. So do it. Do it. we're gonna do play it. commercials. So for everybody who's been listening, we've been playing old commercials for the Shining Wizards Network. But as we sort of said before, the Shining Wizards Network is is they pulled out of our deal. They said we think we can do this without the help of you guys taking it over. So we said, oh, okay, fine. So um. They're, they've revamped the network. There are new shows that are part of the network. Uh, some shows that are no longer part of the network, which is fine. But why don't you take a listen uh, to the new commercials, and we'll be back in a few minutes. We're going to talk about Dynamite and some other stuff. So stick around. We'll be right back. 
like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to The Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com, do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase, a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, Merch.ShiningWizards.com will take you to our Pro Wrestling Tees store, where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast, where each and every week we call out your name as one of our show producers, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive, and believe me, they are fantastic. If you can't support us monetarily, if you don't shop at Amazon, that's absolutely fine. Continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the World Wide Web, and make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Doesn't cost you anything, helps us out, and we can continue to bring you the love fest that is is the Shining Wizards. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at The Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. you like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes so join your cool uncle snowy and his co-host aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network? 
Be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast. Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. I'm Kevin Rowe. I'm Al Day. And we're a couple of down under pounders that co-host Rogue Day Dots, an action figure collecting podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything that tickles our fancy at any given moment. We're grumpy old men, and sometimes people get on our nerves, and when you get on our nerves, guess what? You get off the lawn. Get off my lawn, asshole! We also go on a little bit of a mission. We go back and we're grading every wrestling figure line that's out there. I'm talking LJMs. I'm talking Jacks. I'm talking Hasbros. Who doesn't like a little Hulkaplex? It's a Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast production found on the Shining Wizards Network. I'm Duke Bags. Kevin Rowe. And together we are the co-hosts of your Duke and Rowe. If you want to hear about some terrible wrestling shows, we got you covered. Well, we talk about good ones, too. We're currently talking about the death of WCW. I know what we're fucking talking about! Sometimes we get uh, guest spots, like from the Taskmaster. I like to uh, I like to listen to the Year of Duke and Rope podcast. They're uh, funny guys. That, uh, I like when they... I like when they talk about the, the, the Nards Plows. I like Nards Plows. That's, uh, that's a good move. And uh, I like the Dungeon of Doom. You know, sometimes, sometimes I, I call my butt the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Oklahoma. Let me tell you a little bit about my favorite wrestling podcast. All right. It's a podcast for two men. Two men. Duke Banks, Kevin Rowe. They talk about professional wrestling. It's a man's sport. All right, and who better to talk about a man's sport than to Oklahoma. And once in a while, Vince Russo stops by. Oh, you piece of shit! If you're not listening to your Duke and Rome podcast in the back with the boys, you piece of shit, I don't know what you're doing. It's, uh, you gotta slide one in there. If you're a man, if you're a man, you're talking about something only a man can Bro, take the time to slide one in there. Alright, bro, you piece of shit. Slide one in there. A Gorilla Brain Wrestling podcast production that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network. Oh my gosh. Kevin Rogue makes me sound like concise. (laughs) Oh, uh, there's a concerned citizen in here now. Um, I do enjoy the ponytail. What happened to the anti-PC police? Where? No mention of the PC police. 
Did the PC police get them? Are we all now under the paw of the PC police? When we can't see your ponytail, you kind of look like Rizzo from Greece. <laughs> but that doesn't believe, matter. I can't believe this many people stayed for fucking 47 minutes of commercials. Yeah, I mean... Are they thank real, you? though? They could be aliens. They could be ghosts. They could be alien ghosts. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea what to even say to that concerned citizen. Uh, real quick, real quick, I don't think. I'm sorry. I was gonna say real quick. Let me just plug our own socials at Mark Order Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, you know. Uh, TikTok, uh, and uh, you can head over to the link tree uh, in our social platform, uh, social profiles, I should say, and you can request free stickers, or you can check out a link directly to our Mark Order Podcast store uh, on Pro Wrestling Tees, or you can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Mark Order Pod to get your very own Mark Order Podcast t-shirt. We got a couple front prints, a couple double-sided so if you'd like to spend a couple bucks on us, we would uh, greatly appreciate your support. But like I said, if you can't, you know, get some free stickers. Get what you Help can. Help us sustain this capitalistic machine of artificial intelligence, man. Oh, my God. Um, Are stickers made with AI? Is no. Cloud? Everything is AI. He looks like the captain. That's its own conspiracy theory. Have a... Captain, right... Myself and Ryan are all clones, man. That explains a lot. I'm just looking at Matt's face and I love it. Yeah, it's First like time he's ever met me. Show with fucking Francis Wright. Get a new gimmick, dude. <laughs> um, like doing a show with Francis Wright. What? Oh, Francis. Do you not know who Francis Wright is? Do you have a fucking aluminum foil hat in your room over there? I have one. I, I, I know. I know. And I'm concerned that you would trash us when we're just telling you the truth. I'm concerned that I don't have have any of us brought a Mark Order T-shirt. Uh, I have not, um, but that's okay because I wanted to talk to you guys about doing a bulk order. So I uh, really don't like the T-shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees. I mean, they look great. I saw a couple of them. They look yeah, good. Yeah, no, they look great, but they fucking fall apart in the washing machine, man. The washing machine. I don't know. Is it, they source their stuff from three different vendors, so it's just like a good luck with them. I think a bulk so order might like, be a good idea. This is right in the concerned citizen's wheelhouse, and he disappears, and Ryan comes back. I know. I I don't know how you're washing your shirts, but mine have been you hurt his feelings, apart. Matthew. Easy with a government name. I. What do we? All the stitching comes out on the bottom. It's the fucking shits, bro. I threw a fucking shirt out the other day. I, I haven't had that problem. I don't know. I've had varying, like some of my stuff is great, and then others are terrible, terrible. But I got like those two CM Punk shirts because my friend ordered me one. <laughs> one of them fell apart immediately because it was paper thin, and the other one is fine. It's just it's all over the place with the old PWT. Definitely buy, buy one, but you know, we're I not love I love that we're oh. like buy one of our T-shirts and Matt's like they're fucking awful. <laughs> Look, I've to be fair, to be fair, 
I've never had a problem with the Shining Wizards t-shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees. It's all it's like the ones some of the ones that come in the crates that they send me, a couple of the ones that I have ordered have just been either they're like too mass produced or they just don't give a shit. I don't know. I don't know. I mine think have, mine like, have pulled up well. I feel like they have like when they run thin on some, like if they are mass producing a bunch at a time, it does not go well. You know, I don't know why this reminded me of it. Maybe because I just turned around and saw it. Remember I said I had uh, stuff for Ryan and and Kate and Matt. You've definitely got something from Christmas that's coming that I ordered, but it was like a way pre-order. So it's coming. I haven't gotten mine yet. So yours definitely isn't there. Coming. Uh, Yeah, it's coming. Um, Ryan and Kate, I still have yours. I didn't mail because I misplaced them. And now I just found them. Ah. Uh, do you want to see them? And then I'm just going to give them to you. In, uh, <gasps> yes, please. Sure. It's okay. like now it's a Christmas a 100 a episode gift. Do you right. use laundry? Yeah, lightning round. Favorite Mark Order memories. Go. Oh, favorite Mark Order memories. Ryan, uh, excuse me. Ryan become a part of the Mark Order podcast. Tip a schlong out, full schlong in. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan Van Dam falling asleep in the middle of the show. Hysterical. <laughs> um, uh boom roasted uh <laughs> mine was our frankie the bacall episode and the he's getting up in them guts for were some winners oh yeah the mine dream, all involved you i tell everybody my dreams your dreams so, when that came up yeah there's some good ones your sleep jacking came up for me your R- shitty the pants came wrapped. up for me your rankings wrapped uh, yes, and your rankings. telling us the sabu story and then me realizing what age you were when you were mimicking sabu <laughs> Ah, yes, I was a young man with a box cutter in my bathroom. So, guys, um, I was out and about and saw these, and I know um, I know you guys don't collect really too much. If you happen to have these, you can certainly return them to your target for store credit and get whatever you want. Target. Yes. But, Ryan... I was out and I saw this and I know that you've spoken very highly of uh, of this uh, performer. And uh, I thought this was in your wheelhouse. So I got you a nice Nyla Rose. Oh, unrivaled. This is my wheelhouse. The box is in good shape, too. I made sure of that. That's what I heard. (laughs) Matthew. (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> I mean, good for her if it's in good shape. Sure. Oh my God! Fuck giant softballs. And uh, Kate uh, in the right now. <laughs> Kate in the same vein. I happen to see this, and uh, if you have it, you have it, and you could return this or keep this one in the box. But uh, I happen to see uh, Eddie Kingston out there. I don't- Kingston. And what's so fun is the figures I'll have now are Eddie Kingston, CM Punk, and Eddie Guerrero. That one doesn't like... come with uh, like a dozen cheeseburgers, right? No, he's got uh, he's got like four additional hands and a second head, but no oh, cheeseburgers. Got... I got fucking heat with Eddie Kingston. Sending my boy away forever. Oh, what a fucking match, though. Jesus. I want to talk about it. They beat okay. well, actually, each other. Before we get into, and, and this is wrestling related, don't worry. It is a question that I'm going to ask on here because we are an AEW podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Do you think Jay White goes to AEW? <sighs> well, I hope he does because if he goes to the other company, uh, if he goes to the E, they're going to change him to like butter butterfly knife, um, you know, K Black or something like that. You know, I just Jason I worry about the creative. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I hope he comes to AEW, but there could be a ton of money if he goes to the other place. I just don't. He's good. He's really good. So I think wherever he goes, it'll work. I just think. I think that character was just one of a kind, and I don't know if it works anywhere else. And I have no faith in any American company because nothing really came from his time at AEW or impact in the last year, right? They teased him and Kenny at the end of that impact Mm pay-per-view. We never got anything out of that. So, I mean, I think he'll, he'll be fine. He'll land on his feet. Is he too big of a deal for ROH? Like is him dethroning Claudio like a fun first American TV move. My actual hope is that that whole match is a swerve and he just stays in new Japan. I think that would be like the best, but um, but we'll see. I feel like ROH could be fun. I mean, the, I the, the other the other big rumor that was out there too is that they, like you know, the big rumor was that the E wants wanted Jay White, and then they said, "Oh, they're going after somebody bigger," and the rumor is it's Kenny Omega. But it's hard to go after a guy who's still under contract. Like they can't negotiate, they can't do anything. So that that always rubbed me a little wrong, but. We were talking about this when I was the, the other day. I forget where. And my opinion was, if the E wants them, they get them. I mean, money is money. They they could throw as, if they're willing to spend to just to make sure they get them. They they have the money to throw. Well, they have an interest it, in a lot of New Japan guys too. Tamatanga and Hikuleo. Like yeah. they might be planning something of a a bigger depth reach. But if assuming Cody's champion after WrestleMania, Jay White. Being his first challenger is a hell of an appetizer. That's the thing, though. I don't think Jay White starts out at that level in WWE. There's not a huge crossover in that audience. They did with AJ Styles, though. But AJ Styles was on American TV for a decade. Impact drew 2 million viewers in America at one point. Like They knew him. Watching Matt beat the hell out of the microphone. I Me too. Whereas Jay White is in Japan, it's not the same crossover. I think he starts... He's not going to stay there because he's too talented to stay in the mid, but I think he starts mid to build him up. Whereas in AEW, he would start towards the top of the card because he's a little bit more known. I don't know. I think I think after having a healed champion for a thousand days, you have a baby face and you have someone walking into the company that even if they're not super well known, can show up and just be a great heel. I I think they might. I have no idea. I don't think anybody knows what's going on over there. There's rumors that Vince is back in creative. They're still looking to sell. Like there's all these other X factors, but we'll see. I think uh, Jay showing up after Mania is a fart in church. He, I think he falls into the same category. God damn it. No, you're there. There I'm having some serious issues all of a sudden with my microphone. Not your microphone. So what category do you think he falls into, Matt? I don't know if he's I think he falls into the category with Nick Aldis, right? Everyone wants to know where Nick Aldis was going to go. He's a character 
he needs vignettes. He can't just show up, right? Because Ryan, you're right. The crossover. You're fine. Just keep going. I know, but I <laughs> keep going. No, he's completely gone. No, you're gone. Nick Aldis, I think, walks in and has an easier time. I think, Mer- but like AJ Styles, I just don't think it's a fair comparison because T- people forget that TNA for a while was getting you know two million viewers. It was an American show. It had a little bit, and even they slow rolled him a bit. If you remember, yeah, he had the big Royal Rumble debut, but he didn't go right to the title picture after that. And he was more well known. I think Jay comes in and he's put in. I think they tr- they're going to try to fast track him, but the problem, but he's not starting at the top. AEW he can because they've already kind of introduced him a little bit to that atmosphere. He can, it's but a, like it's crowded, man. I don't know. But it won't be once they too, start though. the Ring of Honor stuff. Yeah, like it won't be as crowded. I mean, the story that he would be walking into, maybe. I mean, there's some cool stories in both companies because WWE has Finn, AJ, the the, the Good Brothers. Yeah, so but you have all that history there, fucking... Cody. Finn is it's funny because Asian Joe said the same thing. Uh, Jay White would follow the same template of how Devitt was treated when he came to the E. I mean, the way that they have fucked over in my brain, Finn Balor or Devitt has just been mind fucking boggling. He got hurt, he never got a return shot at the title. He's just kind of been languishing and fucking mid-card hell i mean he's in a picture His with the second nxt run was awesome but other than that i think now what we're getting echo from that audio anybody no i have no idea it's maddie's oh it might no. be maddie's no it is it's bad well we're an hour 45 and we should probably talk about dynamite yeah so Let's talk about Dynamite. Um, Live from Phoenix tonight, uh, the first match they gave us was Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta for the All-Atlantic Championship. Honestly, guys, I didn't know this was going to be the opener. Um, I thought this was actually going to be the main event, uh, just because usually they sometimes tend to put the title matches in the main event. Depends how they're feeling that night. But this was, in my opinion, a fucking amazing opener. Um, these guys beat the shit out of each other and it was great. Eventually, as we get to the finish, Orange Cassidy does win by pinfall with the orange punch, retaining the AEW Atlantic championship. Now in the middle of the match, Claudio does come down. He sort of, uh, distracts Orange Cassidy. He leaves, but after the match, Orange Cassidy offers a hug to Claudio, uh, a hug to Yuta and Claudio comes down to the ramp and basically calls Wheeler over. <clears throat> and Wheeler walks straight past Orange Cassidy. So no love lost between them. Um, I thought this was a fantastic match. A lot of good stuff. And um, I think, Ryan, you brought it up last week. Just a great place to bring it up is the one of the best parts of the whole Orange Cassidy thing is over the last week, Paul Rudd became aware of Orange Cassidy and the gimmick uh, being based on his character from Wet Hot American Summer. So uh, it's just always fun to think now, like Paul Rudd knows who sort of this guy is. <laughs> that's that's awesome because Orange Cassidy has taken that character to great levels. This was another amazing match. I love the story told. They started building it over, you know, they made, they put feeling in this match when there didn't have to be. 
which was great. Um, Claudio coming down and being like, hey, you're better than this now or whatever. And the match, again, was different than a typical Orange Cassie match used to be. They had different moves. You didn't see as many of the same moves because they wrestled a little differently. And then the end, going for the hug and just not getting it. It, it. it was interesting because we haven't really seen too much of this faction act as a heel. And this was very heelish tonight. And we'll talk about the main event, too, because we get to see Mox in the main event. But it was interesting to see more heel out of Yuta and Claudio, you know, clearly being like, hey, get over here, you know, and sort of the distraction and stuff like that. So, you know, working more heel for the BCC. Um, so that was also interesting to me. Kate, what do you think? I thought this was a great opener. I wasn't too surprised by that because I feel like um, whenever they tag together, because Wheeler and, and Orange Cassie had tagged a couple times together, I think those those matches were great. So getting to see them as opponents was super fun. Really fun opener. I feel like a, a third-tier title opening the show with someone like Orange Cassidy is a really good call. He's super over. His matches are really fun pace. Like, really, really good in-ring here. I think they're going to have a hard time turning Claudio heel if that's the direction they're going. I think you have to do that with Eddie Kingston, right? Like if you're turning mm-hmm. Claudio heel, you've got to come back on that two decades of, of brewing story. I think it's a great way to keep Eddie in like a, a spot that is his wheelhouse until you want to do a feud with MJF. Um, but I, I thought it was a, a hell of a match to start us off with. Wheeler's great. He's, he's so damn good in the ring. I'm intrigued to see where, like, the Orange Cassidy reign is interesting to me because it's not one that, like, this guy has to drop anytime soon, and it's not one that he has to hold on to anytime soon because of the type of over he is. If I was booking, I'd probably think about winding it down soon just because I feel like the title could probably be more productive on someone else because Orange Cassidy is infallible in that way. I think Miro coming back and murdering him would be super fun. Um, but I, I think I'm glad Orange Cassidy has had the title. I think it's probably time to start thinking about dethroning him a little bit. However, that happens. I honestly thought there was a shot in this match that you came out on top. Um, if he didn't have the pure title already, I would have thought that I would have been at that a little more, I think. I mean, well, it's just going to be interesting to see too, what they do with you right? If he's going to hold on to that pure title or if he's going to drop it maybe for somebody who would be sort of like ring of honor, you know, only ring of honor. Like, so that's the only reason I sort of was like, well, it could go to Yuta, right? Because if they're going to take the pure title off him at the pay-per-view, you know, the ring of honor pay-per-view, like it sort of makes sense, but it it was a highly, highly entertaining match. I mean, these guys can wrestle. Uh, I don't disagree with you though, that, you know, Miro coming back and kicking the shit out of whoever has this title, you know, would be fantastic. I'm also enjoying Matt trying to get the cat, I think. Yes. Okay. No, it's Trixie. It's Trixie. Baby girl. Well, let's see. Oh, there she is. Ryan, who has apparently traveled to Egypt. Uh <laughs> Oh, Trixie. She's so pretty. What a pretty girl. Matt, did you see this? 
Perfect. Amazing. No. no. Okay. There's... This is this is very frustrating right now. Okay. So did you see it? <sighs> no, I did not see the match. I saw the bat- tag team battle royal to the end. Perfect. Okay. We're getting there. Um, I'm not Spock. Thanks for popping in. We you didn't say right. What? Tanks. Ja 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 ja. Tanks. <laughs> We're in. Psycho Tom. Ja 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 ja. Uh, we did get an evil Uno hangman interview backstage. Uno said he's heard Paige talk so many times and he's asked for them to stay out of his business. All he hears is the dark orders and on hangman's level. So he made sure that Adam stays away tonight so he can prove why his name is evil Uno. Um, so, you know, again, a little tension here between the dark order, Ryan, you and I talked about it last week, like maybe how they're going with this hangman dark order story. Like, I'm still not really sure what they're going to do with this. Um, I mean, clearly like Mox can run through the dark order, um, you know, sort of on his way to revolution to really piss hangman off. But I don't know where they're going to go coming out of this with hangman in the dark order. I feel like we've, we've seen this story like eight times already. I'm sort of, sort of over the story. Like we need to move on from this. Is he, or isn't he? Will they, won't they? I just, I don't know. So this is kind of your shit or get off the pot moment for the dark order. Uh, not obviously evil. Uno doesn't have to win. It's what comes out of this. Do they go right back to fading into obscurity or does this put them on a new path of like, hey, we have to continue to prove ourselves and you see them start to to move forward. So because we've seen the story so much, this really you can't keep doing it. So either you either you pull the trigger this time or, or just kill the dark order because just you're becoming a waste. I mean, but it's not even that for me. It's just like what what is going on with hangman in the dark order? Like, that's what I'm tired of. I don't care about the, not that I don't care, but it's like the dark order is a faction. Like what, whatever happens with that happens. It's the hangman piece. I'm like, can we move on from this? Easy. Yeah, was at the, or he's not. That was like the crux of the Kenny story. Right. So right. that's been going on way too long. I think this is an opportunity to turn the dark order heel and get them out of goofy mode. If you wanted to, um, having them turn on hangman could be instead of going like Moxley going through the dark order. I think you have hangman going through the dark order or the dark order going through hangman is a better move. You could use some good heels and in that um, part of the card, you could use a refreshed talent pool in that part of the card. Certainly. And you could make them a trio. You can make them a heel trio. If you wanted, you could have silver Reynolds and Uno, um, working in an entirely different division than they've worked in before. So I think that's a great move. Nice to see them on my TV. Nice to see Uno in action mm-hmm. tonight. I've been asking for some some Dark Order and Refresh talent. We saw Pretty Peter later too, not like in a oh, huge thing, but we're getting there right nice now. Nice to nice to see faces like that because if I have to see Jeff Jarrett anymore, I'm gonna oh. jump off a bridge. Oh, we're getting there too. Days working hard on the go. What oh, thank God his mic is working for this part of the show. Slow. Don't interrupt. I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. His mic died off right at the punchline. I'm not, uh, I, I might have to to go before I throw this fucking microphone across. We the don't f- want a heart rate monitor incident. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with it. It's been giving me zero issues until this exact moment. 
Yeah, I know. Keep singing Jeff Jarrett. Spend my day working hard on the go. Come on, his dad just died, Kate. Give me a little sympathetic. That's Fish so sad. Some, show us some empathy. He should probably take some time and grieve the loss of his father and get off the screen. <laughs> he needs a W. He needs a W. We're going to talk about Jeff gold, Jarrett later. Gold, he'll sell you some gold, gold doubloons. So, Kate, you mentioned uh, Pretty Peter Avalon, but we're going to talk about we're going to talk about absolute Ricky Starks because he comes to the ring and uh, he says that he's dealt with interference from the JAS. And to him, the message is clear. Jericho really doesn't want to rematch. So he's going to move on. And what he's here to do is to offer an open challenge for a match against him at Revolution, and he's going to be damned if he's left off the pay-per-view. He knows somebody back there is itching to get on the card. So um, so get out there and, and do the thing. So um, so he decides, or, or he decides to offer the open challenge. That's when Chris Jericho enter. It's Jericho again. So Jericho says he sees what Ricky is trying to do to bait him into another match. He's not, you know, he's not really over and done with Chris Jericho until Chris Jericho says so. And he beat him once and congratulations. That's a career highlight and it's never going to happen again. He could beat Starks at any time, any place, anywhere, but it won't happen because he's simply not on Jericho's level. So good luck. He hopes it goes well for him. Kate, this is where pretty Peter Avalon enters the picture he is ready to answer the open challenge but jericho drops him with the judas effect with the spiked blazer and that is all we get out of pretty peter avalon so chris gets in pretty um, though he is pretty and the crowd the crowd popped huge for pretty peter they did i was not the only one who wants pretty peter being pretty on my screen he's the hottest boy in AEW. there's a whole song about it well I hope it looked good when he was on hair. screen. For, well, I hope it looked good for the like forty seconds he was on screen. It did. It was the it was the hottest segment in AEW. Uh, Rob Humphrey does need to be reminded, though, Kate. How do you feel about Pretty Peter Avalon? <clears throat> I want to fuck Peter Avalon. One fifty-seven forty-nine. Perfect. We'll be able to clip that. Yep. And marry Eddie Kingston and kill whoever else is involved. Oh, thank you. So, um, Jericho uh, gets into the ring and says, this is what happens with an open challenge. Maybe you should take the contract and embarrass Stark's stupid ass. And Starks tells him he can sign it, but we know what's going to happen. JS is going to jump him again. But he wants to ask this. He says... He's the Jericho who beat two legends in one night. Does he really need the JAS to beat Ricky Starks? And Jericho asks if he really thinks he can't beat him one-on-one. Starks sort of like, you know, says like, yeah, you know, you can. He believes Chris can beat him. So Jericho says, damn right he can. And he beat him. uh, He can beat him one-on-one. He's the best to ever do it. And he'll sign the contract. He'll even add the stipulation saying the JAS are banned at ringside. But he doesn't have a pen. Well, good for him. Ricky does uh, have a pen in his blazer. So Jericho takes it. I did enjoy the little uh, click of the list of Jericho pen. Yes. 
And he does make it official for Revolution. He did add the note that the JAS are banned from ringside. And he says to be careful because nobody outsmarts the Ocho. And we move on. We get a hype reel for the Battle Royal. Um, But uh, so I want to stop and talk here. One part of this was definitely pretty Peter Avalon. But two. So I think this sort of goes back to a discussion we were having a couple of weeks ago. It's like, well, what's the reasoning behind any of this? Right. Well, clearly, like Starks wants it. Right. And now he's outsmarted, quote unquote, Jericho. Right. By baiting him into this match. But here's some food for thought to you guys, because Ryan, I think you and I had talked about the big show saying he was going to be getting ready to come back to the ring. And then the news also broke that Jericho filed for the Jericho trademark. Is this how we see this match go down where Jericho has the big show? Well, not big show, but Jericho, um, you know, sort of happen. And that's that's how he sort of gets out of losing to Ricky Starks. I hope not. Can I say that? Sure. Um, I wouldn't mind on dark or elevation, some Jericho tag matches, but only there. Uh, but in long term, no, I, I, I no, please God. No, I was very happy to see Ricky smile after the, the signing though, because it makes him look so devious for a face. And I love it because it's about time. A face was like super smart. This Can't. is also the same baby face that won and then thought to run into the crowd because he's smart. I appreciate that about Ricky Starks. Not a fucking idiot. This is not uh, enough for me. It's not enough for me to retcon them booking this in reverse. It just like isn't good enough. Um, they did their best with it. I think, you know, what what's done is done on that front. I like Jericho kind of flexing his authority and saying like, you're done with you when I say I'm done with you is the closest we've got to something that felt like um, something that's fair. But at no point did Ricky Starks bring up the fact that he already beat him, which is kind of funny. Like I already beat him. And now he's like, you don't need the JAS. And it's like, you don't, you, you don't need to face him again, Richard. Um, So they, I think they did a good job with what they have. I just, think that there there wasn't really anything they could do to wiggle out of the booking decision and the quarter they kind of put themselves into that way but nice to see this from Jericho honestly this felt like a little bit more of a a little more badass Jericho and I loved the well I don't have a pen <laughs> it feels like like I'll race you but I don't have my good sneakers so I can't like it, it felt like one of those right <laughs> which is where that my hammy hurts so I I can't run right now but uh, that that I thought was a, a really fun, cute moment. I also appreciated the list of Jericho Penn because I picked up on that as well. So always good to see Ricky Starks on my screen. Better stuff from Jericho just feels like not enough to undo kind of what they did. Jericho winning and a Jericho thing makes me annoyed because I don't need I don't need every Jericho feud to go three matches um, or more in a lot of cases. So I don't need like, a, oh, Jericho won with the interference from Big Show and now we have a blow off. Like I, I would rather Ricky Starks be doing more productive things than that, but we'll see what the pay-per-view holds. And I also just don't need like Big Show, Jeff Jarrett and Billy Gunn on my TV every week. Like 
they've they've been so good about the way that they use legends that now it's starting to get like it it feels a little oversaturated um like sting is used perfectly i feel like everybody should be used like that this is too I, much i am i i just am glad we'll see ricky starks on the pay-per-view so hell yeah good. and i they'll put on a good match you know jericho can still wrestle right so like They'll put on a fine match. Um, but yeah, like I'm I'm in the same boat as far as like, I do want this story to be resolved. Cabbage um, Sense, I mentioned it in the chat. It would be cool if Big Show came out and Action Andretti showed up because if he was getting Jericho again, that's the story that you're actually furthering, right? Like Ricky Starks mm-hmm. wins here and it's because Action Andretti equalized Big Show in some way. That's actually an excellent, an excellent call. Um, because Big Show would immediately make Action Andretti look like a big deal. So we'll see. We will see. Um, but again, I'm just glad that Ricky Starks is going to be on the pay per view and get a you know get a big spotlight. Schlong? No, you were just on point. Oh, so you're right. You're right. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to add something. No, totally fine. Um, all right. We move on to our tag match: the Acclaimed versus the Firms, Big Bill Morrissey and Lee Moriarty. Um, oh, sorry. I met, forgot to mention one of my favorite things in that segment, by the way, um, when the pen came out and Excalibur goes, never has bureaucracy at work been so exciting or something <laughs> like that. I, that got me good. Um, anyway, yeah. we, we get to the tag match. Um, the acclaimed do win by pinfall with a mic drop from Max Caster on Lee Moriarty. During that match, we did see the guns come out. And they interfered with uh, Billy Gunn, who was at ringside. They sort of took him out. They didn't touch anybody in the ring, so it was not grounds for, uh, you know. uh, DQ. DQ. But um, they were clearly hoping that the acclaimed would be taken out by by the firm. Didn't work out. So so the good guys win here. Listen, uh, the acclaimed are great at what they do. They looked good in the ring tonight. Big Bill looked good. Lee Moriarty's good. I didn't have a problem with this. I thought this was fine. And we're just clearly building to revolution. And the guns know that the acclaimed are going to be a problem in their in the match. Right. So they're hoping somebody can sort of take them out of commission. I agree. I feel like there's a little bit of an imbalance with um like Sanjay's group is way too protected and Stokely's group is not at all protected. Like when managers manage a group of people that are mostly losing, that's got like a, a thin shelf life. And it seems like ever since like the Billy Gunn storyline, Stokely isn't anything to do with the gun club anymore. So I think, um, you just have to be careful of that because then it's like, well, what is this? What is a manager managing the, these guys for if they're not very good? And why do these people want to get managed by someone who can't put them in good situations? So I think you, it's it's a lot to balance because they have a lot of managers and a lot of stables. But you got to get some of the guys. This this wasn't the place to do it. You're not having the acclaimed mm-hmm. taking L to Big Cass and Lee Moriarty. Uh, <laughs> but they they need to be cognizant of that of of managers feeling like they're both important on the show or Stokely's got to be like, these guys all suck. I'm not getting paid from them, shed them and go just manage Will Hobbs or something. You know what I mean? So yep. something needs to lean one way or the other with that. Um, but we'll see. 
I love Lee Moriarty so much. He's, yeah. he's so great. And the, the match he, was, was fun. Two things. Well, I guess I'm going to talk on the match anyway. Match was fun. Glad to claim one. But that's not what I'm talking about. Wow. Talking about Kate, talking about Stoke. Mm-hmm. Talking Kate, talking Stoke. Mm-hmm. He's doing good work with Page, Ethan Page, who is winning. So there's at least a little bit of counterbalance to Stokely there where he does have at least one client who seems to be doing well. Because I agree with you. To be the manager of every losing client, you become Teddy Long. The second thing is the firm is likely going to be an ROH player, right? We can all kind of agree on that. I would think so. Maybe. Why is Kate just, why is Kate just staring at me like I'm crazy? Well, because I'm just trying to, like, Ethan Page being on ROH feels wrong. No, no, not even, I guess, not the whole, not the whole firm. Maybe I should rephrase that. Big Cass and Lee Moriarty. Probably. Probably. Um, There's just also been too many gaps where it's like, Sanjay's group has been Sanjay's group from the beginning, right? Arn was clear with Cody, things like that. Prince Nana knows what he's doing. Stokely was like managing Jade and then he wasn't. And then he had the firm and now the guns aren't really with him. Like I, I just, because I think managers are extremely valuable. There needs to be extra clarity around that. And so if he's going to be on ROH and AEW, awesome. But like then having a unit that's split across brands is kind of weird. And also Ethan page winning is great. If he's like not winning on television, that doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. Like, Ethan Page is too good to not be in a title picture. Like he should be in that TNT conversation. He should be in that all Atlantic conversation. Right. Um, he's not getting meaningful wins or real actual stories How that are on television. Dare you say that my hours of watching Dark and Elevation are meaningless? How dare you? Dare. You may be technically correct, but how <laughs> dare you? They are though. Like you're you're meaningless. It's meaningless. I I will Life actually say you're right. He should be on TV. That entire storyline between him and Matt Hardy should be on TV. It's one of the best storylines they have. Yeah, it's one of the better no, storylines in awesome. wrestling. But I'm willing to give a little bit of leeway until well, really this next week and really two weeks because that's when ROH TV starts back up. And at that point. We once all the cards are aligned, they got to like you said, they got to clear up all those discrepancies and figure out who's who, where's where. So we know. I agree with you on that. So I'm willing to give them this next couple weeks while they haven't even filmed yet. Well, once they do, I need... like Stokely's such a money greedy little brat that like if the Guns won the tag titles and he, they were even remotely under contract with him, he would be the first guy out there taking credit for it and taking their money. So like you need to have creative resolution to that. Just. I don't know. I don't know, man. Remind me. <clears throat> remind me later. During the tag team battle royal to talk about managers for losing teams slash factions. Just remind me. So. <clears throat> let's move on. After this match, Shivani uh, is getting ready to interview Christian Cage on stage. But Jungle Boy Jack Perry takes Cage down and and starts to wail on him with punches. Um, so Jungle Boy pretty much takes him out. He goes back through the uh, through the entrance and comes back with a pair of chairs, and he gets ready to uh, concerto Christian Cage. 
So um, he's sort of like up and down and he's not sure if he's going to do it. Cage actually gets him in the uh, dick and then uh, bashes Jungle Boy with the chair, uh, grinds his face into it. um, And uh, Perry's forehead is now uh, cut open. He's bleeding. Christian shows it to the camera uh, before basically uh, the referees and the medic come down and check on Jungle Man. Um, So, um, so clearly this isn't resolved. I think we're going to resolve this at, uh, at revolution, but this story hasn't been paid off. So I think this is the payoff and we're, we're done hopefully, but they were supposed to pay this off and then Christian got hurt. So this never was really fully resolved. I think that's why we got Luchasaurus at full gear. Move the fuck on. Uh, he beat his little dinosaur friend. Isn't that enough? What's weird is I actually thought the segment was really good. I really like Jungle Boy. And I think Christian's been doing awesome work in his AEW run. And I still was not excited about this. Like, they've got to just. I don't know. Jungle Boy hasn't felt important to me on screen in a really, really long time. And that bums me out because he's supposed to be one of the pillars. He's fantastic. He's a great wrestler. Um, He is this. They got to they got to figure out when to wrap up storylines. I know I like resolved stories, but like they pivoted it to be about him and the dinosaur. They resolved it. I feel like Christian hasn't been involved in a story that wasn't this in his entire AEW run, it feels like. And uh, I I just feel like Jungle Boy does not feel as important as he should at all. However, setting aside how exhausted the feud feels, the segment I thought was very, very well executed. Very, very well executed. I've loved the Seal Christian run. I think he's just doing such good fundamental heel work. Um, and I, I like seeing Jungle Boy come out on top. Like, I think he'll at least win at the end of all this, but like, (sighs) yeah, I, I think that the reason you feel Christian's been involved with this since he came in is because he has, and he got hurt. He's been, he's been out for so long. Well, he outworked everyone before, right? And then he turned heel. True. Yes. Um, so I think we're just resolving this and then we'll move on. I think too, again, they will clear the deck with some of the talent to ring of honor. And then there should be more room for jungle boy. You could put him in the all Atlantic picture. You could put him in the TNT picture. Like, I think that's fine. I think they have to get some of these things out of the way at revolution. And then, you know, sort of reset ring of honor will be a thing at that point. I think there's a lot of moving pieces. I think, once we get past revolution, we can sort of hopefully see a clearer picture, but I, I'm with you. Jungle boy needs to be involved with something. This is the end of this. And then we're going to move on to something who knows what it is, but it needs to be a all Atlantic or a TNT title picture. Something needs to be, <laughs> uh, Shlong, I don't want anything you want to sort of add about this. Nope. Okay. Nope. They, they did give a short video package for Wardlow with Samoa Joe, uh, but we get into our women's match of the night before nine o'clock. Like it, Soraya versus Sky Blue. Of course, Tony Storm is there to run some interference, so Soraya is able to win by submission with I think it was the Scorpion Crosslock. I don't know. Um, 
but she does win. And then post match, Saray and Tony Storm are going to spray paint uh, sky blue, but Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker make the save. And the heels go to leave up the ramp, but Ruby Soho comes out to cut them off. But she's actually not really there to cut them off. She's making the uh, motion across her stomach like, I'm coming for the belt at Jamie Hayter. And Jamie Hayter is basically heard on camera saying like, okay, you want it, you got it. And they do make that official for Revolution. But we do get an update to that later. So we'll touch on that later. But as far as this match goes, I was glad to see Sky Blue get some get some work in. She didn't look terrible. At some points I've seen Sky Blue and I'm like, she took three steps forward, one step back. She's looked consistent. So I'm okay with this. I wish she were a little quicker with some stuff in the ring. You could sort of see like sometimes I feel like she's a little hesitant. But I don't hate Sky Blue and I thought Soraya looked good and and they got through the match perfectly fine. I thought this was good. Yeah, I can't imagine um, being sky blue and knowing you're working someone whose neck is like in a very <laughs> for permanently a very delicate spot, right? I would right. probably be she is often I don't want to say oftentimes she, I've seen what you're talking about, like hesitations. And this would be, I think, the scariest situation for her. Um, but I I'm excited. Like, I feel like there's definitely things that have been miscalculated and how the stories rolled out, but I'm trying not to measure it against like where I wish things were versus the gap that they've been closing pretty aggressively since August. Like last week, not great. Right. That was, I think we could agree probably a failure of a segment. I wasn't here to talk about it, but it was not good. Um, However, like the fact that we're getting this much more talent on TV, like it's all growth. And the first time out of the gate, I don't think it's going to be fantastic, but I'm seeing way more key players. I'm very excited to see Jamie Hayter versus Ruby from an in-ring perspective. I think that's going to be awesome. Decent enough match here. Love, love how many women are on my screen and love uh, that this was not in the usual death slot. They're, they're playing around with that a little bit more. So good productive stuff. Um, hope it keeps trending in the right direction. And Shlong, you've, you've seen a, quite a bit of sky blue from the darks. Um, still, still looking. I mean, she looked good on TV uh, tonight, you know, so I thought this was a good showing for her again. I mean, she's been on TV, you know, quite a bit, but um, I thought maybe in her, one of the bigger spots with one of the bigger named wrestlers, this was good for her. Yeah, I think she looked good. I think she keeps improving. You know, it's good. Like building up someone like her for them is a smart move. She's young. She's talented. You, you need to do that to keep the division moving forward. And I think she's a great piece. And I think she makes sense for this match in this story. Uh, I know people have been down on Soraya uh, since she came back. You know, oh, you know, I don't know what their expectations were. I don't mind her on the mic. The story has been a little weird, but they've kind of straightened it out. I know her in-ring isn't what people were hoping, but I also have to remind people that she has said even when she came to AEW, she wasn't sure she was going to even be cleared to wrestle. So she's just getting back into this. Like, give her some time to... I know people are say, well, don't do it on TV, but you can't have her signed and not have her on TV either. Like, you kind of put yourself in a catch-22 there. And I actually don't find her matches that bad. They're different. She's telling a story in her matches, which I'm that, that makes up for a lot for me. I dig what they're doing with Ruby Soho, which is the, I'm not picking a side. I'm here for me and I want my belt. And I think that's great. I, I think the way they've done a switch to make Hater and Brit the faces because Hater was so clearly over has been smart. 
And what I'm really interested to see, though, is it, and I'm not saying this Mercedes or anything like that, because that clearly, but they are setting up for a moment in this feud, and I don't know what it's going to be. But they clearly are setting up for something. Either it's Ruby picking a side or another person turning sides or something. They're setting something up. And I'm very, I'm, I'm very excited to see what it's going to be. Yeah, I think we're going to get an answer at some point here, probably around the paper, you know, like either right after the pay-per-view, you might see something at the pay-per-view, but it might know, be a special announcement. You never know. It could be a huge Tom announcement. Tom loves making important announcements. But we're going to touch back on this uh, in a little bit as we get to in the show. But after the match um, and they go to commercial, Brian Danielson makes his entrance. He's thinks it's great. He's to be back in Arizona, gets the yeses. And he says he's going to do everything in his power to beat MJF for the championship. But he wants to talk about what MJF said last week because Friedman came in the ring and said he hates Brian Danielson because he tried. But MJF tried to break his friend's arm and hates he hates Danielson. And he puts a bounty on his head to try to injure him so he doesn't even get to the pay-per-view. And MJF hates him. And he hospitalized William Regal. And MJF hates him. Well, you say his name three times like the Candyman. He's going to come out. So MJF does enter. And he says that Brian might have everybody sort of twisted up. But he knows who he really is. And he um, and uh, he knows, you know, that he's the guy who got stranded by everyone he looks up to. Got stranded like trash by everyone he's ever claimed they loved him. And that he met a girl who convinced him uh, not everyone in the world is bad. So he became the man who he wanted to spend. Uh, he uh, was the man who decided he wanted to spend his life with her, but she left him hanging. And now the only thing he has left in his life that he can trust is the world title. It's the only thing between him grabbing a fistful of pills and calling it a day. But no, not Brian. Everyone loves the dragon. Everyone looks up to him and says yes. And if that's not enough, Danielson has something that MJF will never have. That's a family, a smart, beautiful, adoring wife, two happy, healthy kids. And he takes it for granted. He doesn't just hate Danielson because fans think he's better than him, but because he's had more concussion, more concussions and head trauma than anyone in the history of business. And concussion after concussion until he was on the floor having seizures. He's still in MJF's sport. Well, every time Brian sets his foot in the ring, he's saying wrestling is more important than his family and his children. And he's spitting in his face, taking everything MJF would kill for, for granted. And he's no uh, different than the worthless, than his worthless drug addicted mentor, William Regal, who he gladly sent to the hospital. But no, he's worse because he's addicted to the spotlight. And at Revolution, Max is going to show him all the spotlight he can handle. And he's going to punish him for everything he's taken for granted. And that's when Friedman says that he wants to speak to Brian's kids. And that's when Danielson warns him not to bring his kids into this or he'll kick the shit out of him. But MJF ignores it like he, of course, would. And greets Birdie and Buddy and says at Revolution, he's going to grab Dada's arm rip it out of the socket, make sure he can never play with them again for one hour straight. He's going to make sure data can never pick them up again. He's going to work. He's going to hit him in the head over and over until he's going to give him a uh, present on March 5th. 
And that is the gift of early onset CT. And before he can get the E out, Danielson attacks him. They brawl. Referees, road agents, security guards swarm in. They pull apart, but Danielson's not giving up. He blindsides MJF on the floor, and we go to break. Guys, in my opinion, they're building this perfectly uh, the way you need to to sort of keep this all invested. The family twist was something I wasn't expecting out of this from MJF because he's such a shit heel. But I, of course, love him saying, I want to talk to your kids. And then just ignoring Danielson's warning, of course. course. Why wouldn't he? I just really. They're finding every way, in my opinion, to get anybody invested in this match. And I honestly feel like people were invested a week, two weeks ago, whatever. I I just feel like they're just continuing to put their foot on the gas and pour gasoline on the fire. I, I like this. And MJF was fucking piss and vinegar tonight I, I thought it was great i didn't have a problem with any of this you guys might think i'm nuts but i liked it this whole thing i don't uh i feel like a lot of people have had a problem with this build and i thought i feel like this whole build has been really good i think there's probably the piece of like the inevitable outcome aspect of it like obviously mjf is gonna win this but isn't that true in most people's like first and second title defenses? I'd, you're putting up against the best wrestler in the world. I, I'm not sure why people have been so pissy about it. This whole build has been watching Brian Danielson put on incredible matches and now these. And I think better layered promos. Um, and I don't know. I think it's been really, really strong. And I thought tonight was great. I feel like MJF was really strong in what we expected him to be. Danielson has had some really nice, like just natural reactions here. Cause he was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. talk to your kid. And it wasn't like you leave my kids out of it. Like we see so much. He's just like, cut, cut the shit, man. Basically it was like a don't, it was a warning shot. Like a don't you fucking dare kind of thing. Right. Um, Nice reaction, like very normal and not like my children. Um, so I, I've i dug it. I thought this was really good. Now, Schlong, in your opinion, I mean, clearly tell me your thoughts on the thing, but in your opinion, are they asking a lot for people to be invested in a 60 minute match? Oh, OK, that's but that's not what the question I thought you were asking, which was getting my I thought you were. Are they asking people to be invested in because a, a thing that where they know the the outcome that we like Kata just said, which is. Most title defenses, you know the outcome before it happens. That's not the point. It's the story to get there, uh, which is, has been great. Kind of 60 minutes is a lot. It really, really is on a very loaded pay-per-view. You're not talking 60 minutes on a dynamite where it's like, listen, you're here two hours no matter what. So it's just going to – that. It's, it, it is asking a lot. It's been a great build. MJF is doing this thing with his character that I absolutely love, which is – he starts to tell you this story to make you feel so bad for him. And he's instantly a dick and you're like, and you, but he does it in such a way that it's so obvious that he's looking for sympathy. And it, right. it, it's just this great development of like, I, it helps frame him and be like, I don't care what's happened to you because you don't really care. You're just being a dick about it. So I, I I thought that was really good. So I I was all for this. The shot that, that Danielson landed on MJF when they got outside the ring looked Ooh. real. 
So that was that was Different awesome. Book. Yeah. I will say it's like I don't have a problem with the Iron Man match because Danielson's Iron Man matches are incredible. If it's a seven hour pay per view, I'm gonna be like, come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, um, I think the other thing that was coming up a lot where people were like, wait a minute, is this engagement thing real? And apparently it's it's reported to be real, like his engagement is off. So there is some truth to this promo. Um, if it does want, if if it is found out that it's real, but I think a lot of people are out there saying that engagement is for real off because he did just get engaged. Um, that's a bummer for him, and um, the fact that like four hundred people were calling the police department about the car story, uh, <laughs> right. shows you that he's very good about blurring the lines. But I think somebody had said that it was Sean that reported it, and Sean. Sean would know. Um, so that's a that's a bummer. You never like to see people break up, but they're young kids. They'll find love again. I'm sure he won't have a problem. He's better than know. everybody. He's kind of like a jerk, to be honest. Mm. He, no, but like for real. Did you know that? Like at autograph signings? He's like, he's for real a jerk. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen him like at, at signings. It's like You mean he just sits there and like eats yogurt or something? Yeah, I'll just like be on his phone and like in elevators and stuff. He's he's for real mean. So, whoa. All right. <laughs> I want to know what that voice was. I don't know. No, it, wasn't, it wasn't planned. It's organic. I'm an artist. It was sort of that vocal fry, like, you know, yeah. like yeah. it's kind of like arrogant Mark meets a Kardashian. It's like, yeah. Okay, that works. <laughs> California. Um, <laughs> So, guys, uh, jumping back to the the ladies, they get back from commercial and Shivani is interviewing uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter. And Hayter says that she's feeling pretty frisky. She wants a three-way at Revolution, and she's going to beat Soraya and Ruby Soho. Uh, so, um, basically, this match has now turned from a singles match into a uh, three-way uh, title defense. So Soraya is still in the picture. This is and this is why I think we might get a an idea of sort of the, where the story's going because now you've got again the perfect combination to push this story further because Ruby's involved, she hasn't picked a side. You've got Jamie on one and then Soraya on the other. So it could go either way. We might not get any resolution but there's still the opportunity for there to be something. So either way, I was excited about Ruby Soho and Jamie Hayter throw Saray into that mix. And for the possibilities of what could happen with this story, I think it's a slam dunk. Agreed. Um, I think the moment that we might be leading to is Brit turning on Jamie. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, whether that's in match or after or whatever, it could be a blast. There might be something bigger than that around the corner, but if it's just that, I'll take it. Uh, but yeah, that that'll be a lot of fun. I think just stylistically, Ruby Soho style, but Jamie Haters is that's got to be a blast, right? Yeah, yeah, that'd I think fun. so. So, guys, we get to the battle royal for the world title tag team championship. Uh, the the team that's going to make it into that 
match at uh, Revolution. We have a ton of teams involved with this. We have uh, the Butcher and the Blade, the Lucha Brothers, Top Flight. Uh, so many talented teams Dark that Order. you just mentioned. So many fucking talented, great, Aussie young, open. up and coming teams. Aussie Open, who we find out is going to also be on uh, uh, Rampage on Friday against the Young Bucks. That match should be awesome. Um, Tony Nice and Davari, and our favorite, Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay Lethal. So we've got a ton of, oh, and Roosh and uh, Preston Vance. Uh, so there's a lot of people ringside, um, you know, managers, Dan Housen's there because the best friends are in this, uh, you know, ton of people and guys, I want to touch before we get to the end of this match. The reason I bring this up, I said to Mrs. Money, she was very excited. Tony Nice was in this match. I said to her, if Tony Nice is the first one out of this match. I might have to consider canceling my subscription to 450 fit because he's been involved in other, uh, he's been involved in other battle Royals and he's been the first person out. And the reason that I wanted to bring up the, the manager thing that you mentioned before, Kate is, you know, he's been on, he was on like a dark last night against, uh, Trent, Trent, um, and some other matches that haven't gone, you know, his way with, uh, you know, his tag partner, Davari or Josh Woods. And it made me think why even bother having uh fucking Mark Sterling around? He's not putting you in a position to win. It's true. And I don't even think he's getting a bunch of deals. Like he's not getting endorsements and stuff. He's out there raising his own money for his uh, coaching, but I have a decision to make because I mean, better coach than a wrestler though. You know what I mean? You're, you look great. This is well, looks great. Thanks. But it. he was the first fucking one out again tonight. It's true. Do you want to be trained by a fucking loser? That's where my head's at. That's tough. That's where my head's at. I hope he never listens to this anyway. <laughs> um, so uh, so as we sort of cut through a lot of this match, uh, when we get down to the final kind of six people, um, and there were some fun moments in this, right? Like 2.0 wouldn't get in the ring uh, until the time was right, and then they wind up getting sort of tossed pretty quickly. Um, but as we get to the end of this match, we're left with a final six. We're left with The Butcher, Dante Martin, uh, Trent. Um, was it Ray Phoenix? And then uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. So we're left with one tag team and the rest are singles. So um, as we sort of break down here at the end, we get down to Trent and um, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Now, I texted some other people I was talking to about the show during the show. And I said... If there is any higher power out there in the universe, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal come out winning this. Why? And just Why let me, get, me let me get there. Hold on. So it didn't look like things were going to go my way. It really didn't look like it was going to go my way. I was nervous. 
Trent looked like he had tossed, you know, Jay Lethal. And Jeff Jarrett was going to come. I thought I was going to get in trouble. Satnam Singh uh, doing exactly what he needed to do, keeping those guys off the ground was perfect. I am so happy to report that there is apparently a God because Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal wins this battle Royal. And they are the second team contending for the championship at revolution. I fucking love it. I love it. Love it. Also, one of my favorite things towards the end of this match was when Satnam Singh caught Jeff Jarrett like somebody was throwing him a pillow across the room. It was just great. I loved it. I loved everything about this. I'm I... quitting. Happy 100. I'm fucking I want quitting nothing this more. I want nothing more for her to not be able to undo that knot. I just saw she nodded loosely. it like four times. If I have um, to watch another Jeff Jarrett match... I'm going to wish that too. No problem. He's so, he's perfectly fine in the ring. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine in the ring. Perfectly fine. This motherfucker has been wrestling for like four decades and he went to the top rope at a battle Royal. He's an idiot. So did Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix doesn't, uh, gravity doesn't apply to him. So did, uh, so did uh, Alex Reynolds. Well, he's an idiot. Listen, you don't I have go no to the top rope in a battle royal. The point is to get thrown over the rope. Don't be a fucking idiot. And when you've been wrestling for nine hundred years, and Saddam Singh's carrying you around like a newborn fucking baby, you look like a dumbass. That's that's so impressive to me. It looked like catching him was like he didn't even. It was honestly like somebody tossed him a pillow. Uh, I don't know a sack of flour. Just something inconsequential. It didn't look like he struggled at all. Don't go to the top rope during a battle royal. You look like a fucking moron. This is just like how all right, everybody... Matt. All right, millionaire Matt. He did give me that pet peeve, and I appreciate it because it's fucking stupid. And then when people are all creaming their pants because Ricochet and Logan Paul glided in the air during a royal rumble, jumping off the ropes, they're fucking idiots. Well, it's Logan Paul. Let me he's, jump he's off the idiot. top rope in a battle royal, already a moron, and collide with someone in the middle of the air, double moron. It's fucking stupid. And if you've been wrestling for 400 years at 87 promotions like Jeff Jarrett has, you should know better. But did it matter because he won? It should matter. It's bad wrestling that it doesn't matter. And he looks like a dumbass for planting Trent instead of trying to throw him over the ropes. You planted him and then threw him over the ropes. Oh, I have a great idea. Why don't I make my opponent dead weight and then try and throw him over the ropes? Got him over. Stupid. Fucking dumb. It was a bad ending on top of it being bad booking. I hate it. 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 Ryan, what did you think? Ryan, what did you think? How do you think Kay feels? Do you think she hates it? I, I think she's okay with it. Mid. Ryan? I mean, uh, overall, hold on, Ryan. I want your take on this, but overall, would you at least, like, Kate, this was an entertaining battle royal. Like, it could have been 20 times worse. It kind of was, but, like, I saw the handwriting on the wall so far in advance. I just, like, 
I'll be honest, like I was kind of checked out once I saw you were once it came down to him and Trent. I was like, because the other thing that sucks is best friends being in that match would be a blast. Like that's a, a super fun choice. My best friends. Especially when Orange Cassidy story. has a title. But they don't have a story. The, ti- the story is we're a unit. Orange Cassidy has a title. We're coming after the titles. Boom. Story. We should all have gold in the trio. Uh, every best friend should have gold. Danhausen has a jacket now. I love it. Danhausen does have a jacket now. No, no, no. I mean, well, yes, he does. I have it over here. But I mean, like, he's got a best friend's jacket. Like, he's official now. Yeah. Uh, So, Shalong? He's a best friend. Shalong, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Now you know how I feel. That's it. Good job. No. Moving on. Um, No, no, no. You just ranted for, like, 20 minutes. And I'm right. Um, So, what's the reason? No, you're not right. Listen. I'm torn. There are younger teams that could be put into this position that would benefit more than Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. That being said, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal have not been bad. They've been entertaining. Kate hates it, but she even she knows it's true. Why are you putting these motherfuckers in this match when you already have the guns who have the same type of heat as champions? Ma'am, calm down, please. You have the deepest tag division in the ma'am, world. Ma'am, and this ma'am, is your ma'am. choice? Ma'am, no. This is a target, ma'am. This is a target. No, I there aisle ma'am. four is a disaster, and so is his tag team booking. It's trash. Ma'am, I hear you. Please calm down. I was told there were going to be down alternative pillows in my room, and there's clearly just regular down pillows, and I have a reaction to the feathers, I what, and I, I don't, don't know what sleep alternative on them pillow well. is. Oh, they just use a, a down, down alternative. alternative. It's like it's just Come not. On. It's not goose yeah. feathers. Um, so I think both things are true. I think it'd be better if it was a younger team, one hundred percent. I also think they are entertaining. So both things are true. I, I I think pick a side. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. No, they're not gonna win the title. No, no. I'm playing both sides so that I always win. I play. But whoa, <laughs> aggressive. Very. Be aggressive. Ray I wouldn't be. I play aggressive. both sides so that I always win. Be aggressive. No, Coward. I mean they're not gonna win the titles. So who cares? Also, did they didn't say who's going to be in the battle royal, the casino battle royal next week? We could see some it, repeats. I think it should be. Well, I can't do it. I'm not trying to do the fucking mirror thing. It should be FTR. It could be. It but. feels like it's going that way. So you know, it'd be great putting in a team that could use a rub working with FTR. Well. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal could use the rub. Uh, I think they've done enough business for somebody that was rubbing himself up against whoever he wanted. Hey, oh, black promo uh, after this calling out the elite. Uh, So, uh, so it looks like that's going to be happening. That should be fucking great. Give it to him. Give him the gold. I'm sick of it. Yeah, let's go where it was where it was supposed to be. So. Uh, and then, guys, the reason I sort of go quickly over that is because we get to the huge fucking announcement. Huge, huge announcement. Brace yourselves. 
Huge announcement. Grace. Um, so Renee's interviewing TK backstage. He thought that this announcement was so big it should be made by a star in AEW like Adam Cole. So here he is. And Cole says that he is excited to tell more of his story. And the day is upon us because in March. Huge announcement. There's going to be a weekly one hour series every week after Dynamite called AEW All Access. An unfiltered look at all your favorite AEW stars that you're not going to want to miss. So he's going to be able to tell his story and he's excited to be able to share the journey with everybody at home. Uh, Maybe with Britt Baker, you'll see him with Britt Baker. So there's your huge announcement. Oh, and by the way, um, um, he's going to make his in-ring debut the same night the TV show debuts. And for the past six months, he's gone through hell of imagining this day. And it's so close. He's sure he's going to be the best Adam Cole he's ever been. So um, there you go. Going to be uh, one scene of Adam Cole. The rest of that show, Jeff Jarrett. I hope so. Oh, my God. If some of it focuses on Jeff Jarrett. I'll All of it. Jeff Jarrett retrospective. Huge announcement. A reality TV show. In his defense, he said important, not huge. Which is important to the AEW brand, probably, and their relationship with Warner, blah, blah, blah. Listen, but. I don't I don't disagree. It's a good announcement because it's a good announcement because of the fact that, you know, clearly Warner is behind them. Right. And like more programming is good because, you know, it's more eyes and all that kind of stuff. Like I get it. hundred percent. However, it is not a huge announcement it's no. it's not something that i would say is you know changing the landscape of the company um you know i just i don't know the bigger announcement to me was um was adam cole coming back like i'm way more excited about that that's that's an important announcement the reality show they could have fucking done that they could have done that with a press release. With a press release or or even if you you could do that in the middle of the show and drop it in instead of being like important announcement. Like if you kicked off the show and were like, hey, we got some exciting news, blah, 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 blah. Adam Cole says it and they just go into the episode. That's so much better than being like, uh, important announcement, tune in. Like, yeah. Anybody who's going to give a shit about that is already tuning in. You're not hyping anything up. You're not promoting anything. Yeah. So more importantly, um, who do we want to see Adam Cole's first match against? Adam Cole, baby. Yes. Adam Cole, baby. Probably Kenny. I mean, that would be awesome. Right. Just go for the jugular. Rip off the bandaid. Kenny's got to take the L. Kenny has to take the L. You could also do... You could just have it BMJF and Adam Cole. Like, Adam Cole, that's okay. Like, if Adam Cole loses that, or it's a non-title match and MJF loses, that, and it feels important for Adam Cole to come back, that's very fun. That's very fun. 
I just don't know. I, listen, I don't disagree. I just don't think they're going to go that big that fast. I think they're going to give him somebody sort of like mid-tier, somebody who's sort of important, you know, to get his feet wet. I just don't know if I see like anybody at this point. I think we'll, you know, they're, I don't know if they said when the announcement was, when it was coming, what date, like March 5th or something like that. But like, they have time to sort of pump it up. Like, who's it going to be? Samoa Joe. Because he's come back face, right? They've got some history. It's a mid-card title. It's a fun, that could be fun. But we'll see. could be. Shlong, anybody you want to see the first match against immediately? Jay White. Jay White. Ooh. Could just, be Jay just White. throwing out. That'd be fun. Also, for all asking, we will not be delaying the start of our show for that show. No. No. So... All right, yes, we will. What if Jeff Jarrett? It's like, what if we'll it's, be missing the first hour of our show. Seven. What if it's twenty-seven minutes of Jeff Jarrett? You guys aren't going to delay the show for that. I mean, I, I would for that. I'll okay, DVR so. it. So, TBD. You know, we'll find out. Uh, hey, we'll take it one delays. step at a time, guys. Okay, maybe we will. Anyway, um, so moving on. Uh, Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett, and Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh are cutting a promo backstage, Dutt saying all of his predictions are coming true. And that's when the ass boys roll up. This is Kate's dream segment. And they propose that at Revolution, um, you know, it's a match just between their teams that they should take care of each other's business. And Lethal says it's not such a bad idea. So we'll see if some shenanigans ensue from now until then. But Schlong, more Jeff Jarrett. And uh, Ass Boys on TV, the better, right? Keep giving me Jarrett and Ass Boys. Together. I hope they form a trio and win the trio. Together again. You don't know the next line, do you? No, I blanked, and I love that song. Together again. I don't know the next line. It's from Muppets Take Manhattan. I know it is. I've seen that movie a billion times. Yeah, it, all I can do is all I can get in my head is the scene where he's hitting the glasses with this the spoon, and they don't know it's him, and they're mum, they're humming it, and I can't get the lyrics in my head. Oh well, you mean when when he was the ad executive, hmm. yes, hmm. soap hmm. it gets you clean. Anyway, uh, we go to our main event in the night: Evil Uno versus John Moxley. Um. This was a fucking killer match, in my opinion. Evil Uno looked goddamn great. Uh, Mox tried to rip the mask off his face, which was is always a fun move. Uh, Evil Uno did get cut up under his mask. That looked pretty good, too. Moxley does win by referee stoppage with uh, a sleeper hold. And then post-match, he's not letting go. So uh, referee Paul Turner... Uh, is asking him to let go. The Dark Order come in to make the save, but the Blackpool Combat Club aren't far behind. Uh, far behind. So Hangman Adam Page comes down, windmill punches John Moxley. He wraps his fist in barbed wire and gets him across the brow. Uh, that gets color on Moxley, not a surprise. And um, uh, Hangman is able to take him down with a couple more punches. Uh, they get back in the ring. 
Buckshot Lariat, no. Moxley rolls out of the ring, and that's the show. So again, guys, more heel here out of like the Blackpool Combat Club because clearly Evil Uno is the face. And Mox is being super aggressive uh, doing some of the things you would sort of normally see out of a heel, right? Trying to rip the mask off his face and cutting him open and not letting go of the of the submission hold. So just interesting to see how this is playing out because clearly going into this match, he's got to be the heel. Hangman is the face. Uh, so I don't know. I thought this match was fucking awesome. Great to see Evil Uno in this match. Um, he looked really good, um, you know, just going toe to toe with Moxley. And we don't get to see that enough because he was primarily a tag team specialist, right? We we see him in a lot of tag matches. So uh, I didn't have a problem with this. They're clearly building the story for the pay-per-view. And Hangman's pissed and he's coming for revenge. So, uh, Schlong, you're a Dark Order, Mark. What did you, or are you a Mark Order Dark? No, you're a Dark <laughs> Order, Mark. Um, what did you think of the match? The match was awesome. This was kind of what I was hoping for. I knew Evil Uno couldn't win, but he showed up. I think that was important, you know, to, to show that he, he belongs there. And it furthers the story. And did anyone see Stu Grayson's tweet? By any chance did not no Stu Grayson saying uh basically I forget the exact wording but it was basically like it was bullshit that Mox didn't release the hold and there and he'll he'll get his Ooh. see I think Stu would be an amazing fit for ROH so that would also be really fun yeah so like Stu as an ROH champion I mean, dark. I don't want the dark world necessarily to go to ROH, but then again, if they could go and like establish themselves as like the premier six man or the premier thing down there, that would work. Um, yeah, more of an offload situation than they're a part of the ROH roster, right? Like they can make other tag teams look good. There, there's a lot yeah. of value to them being there. You, you bring and them there and first, let them win. Used. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Stu uh, Grayson's exact great. tweet. His exact tweet, by the way, was Mox not letting go of the choke is a bitch move. You'll pay for that. Ooh. Yeah. And apparently, um, uh, Evil Luna got a standing ovation uh, after Dynamite ended tonight. And he deserved it. He did awesome. Definitely did. So I'm very excited for what this could mean. Kate, what'd you think? Very excited to see him on my screen again. Super fun match. He's great. He was great. Um, I don't want to agree with the nerds about maybe we're going to the blood well a little too often. Because it felt like it's starting to feel a little like lather, rinse, repeat. I don't care because of the bleeding, but this spot looked awesome. And I was kind of like, well, yeah, of course. So <laughs> it might be nice if they pulled it back a little bit. Not for a lot of the reasons that I think a lot of people are like, he blames too much, but because I don't want it to lose its luster when something as cool as this happens. And this didn't like hit me the way I think it probably would have if I didn't see it so often. Um, I think like once a month, is a good time to bleed. It works for me. It works for women all over the world. Um, but a, a fantastic match. A, a really, really fun way to go out. A really fun main event. And I'm intrigued by the story. I agree with you guys that the is Heyman with them or not piece of it is a little bit tired. But I think it could, if it puts the Dark Order on some sort of track, I think could be really, really beneficial. So really glad to see this. Really nice to see Evil Uno in, in a main event spot, much less just on my television. 
Well, I thought this was a fun episode of Dynamite, and we're clearly advancing all stories to the pay-per-view now. We're full we're full on into pay-per-view mode. So we should see some more developments next week as we head into pay-per-view weekend. With that, let's just touch on a couple things. Maybe Billy Gunn and a potato will win a tag team qualifying match. Billy Gunn isn't in the picture. Don't worry. His team's already there. Billy Gunn and a potato. Okay. If that's what you want. It's not what I want. That's what's going to happen. Is it a baked potato? Uh, The pay-per-view it's baked, but it's just a regular regular potato for the qualifier. You think one of the teams maybe gets to the potato and bakes it? Yeah, exactly. And then it comes out. It's been, it's all mush. It's like beaten down. Doesn't know if it can go. That's tough. That's tough. Let's touch on a couple of the notes over the last week. Um, Thunder Rosa, we talked about it last week, uh, took over a job doing commentary. She was on Busted Open, talked about it a little bit. She said, um, it's not an easy task. One, many times translating live some of the action uh, that's happening is tough. Uh, If someone cuts a promo, we have to translate you know, like that, as you can imagine, your brain is on overload and you have the music and the people and everything. It's not an easy task. She says she's super excited that the company was able to give me another platform to develop other skills that I have. I have excellent reviews. I'm working on it even more. I felt that it was a need for me to start taking broadcasting classes because I'm doing this more and I want to get better. I have to be a champion on this and be the best that I can be. She also said that she's going to be doing some media appearances on AEW's behalf. That was one of the questions last week was like, what is what else is she going to be doing? And she said, um, uh, one of the other aspect I'm doing with AEW is doing a lot of interviews to promote the show. It's important. Uh, we want more eyes on the show and it's important for us to be more successful. And she also spoke a little bit about her, uh, recovery. Um, Uh, And the process, you know, sort of indirectly touched on reports that she and AEW are aiming for a fresh start after the sort of drama, um, you know, that she's had with the roster in the past. She said, I want to make sure that when I return to the ring, I'm ready mentally and physically. I want to give the best show that I can. And the new Thunder Rosa is, uh, is coming. I'm focusing on myself and what I need to do when I return. When I come back, everyone will know that I'm coming back. Every setback is an opportunity to work on things you don't work on. I'm doing my homework now. The same person that left seven months ago can't come back. So sounds positive. We'll see when she eventually gets back in the ring, but sounds like she's working on the, you know, stuff outside of the ring, which is also good. Yes, very much so. Wrestling. They want to take advantage of her too, you know, obviously doing uh, appearances and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was interesting. I never thought about like having to translate in your head and then do commentary. That's crazy. So good on her. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, some other news that came out is that, um, some AEW talent was pulled from indie shows, um, with ring of honor, resuming television tapings and AEW launching house shows next month. There are some conflicts with, uh, talent who took indie bookings. Um, so some had to be pulled. Um, biggest name was John Moxley. He had a gig in Ireland on March 18th for OTT wrestling's scrapper mania seven. Um, and he was supposed to do a meet and greet before facing big, uh, uh, big Damo. 
which was Killian Dane in the WWE. Yes. Nikki um, but husband. yes, he's going to be headlining House Rules uh, in Ohio that night. Um, he's going to be replaced apparently by Eddie Kingston and a wrestler to be renamed uh, to be named later. So um, Kingston, however, has been taken off of a booking he had for next weekend. Um, the stated reason was injuries, uh, which is certainly possible because he just fought Jay White, uh, and that was a war. Uh, so we'll see if he's going to be involved in Ring of Honor. Workhorsemen Anthony Henry and JD Drake's uh been removed from a four way tag title bout at DPW. You already know, um, that is likely due to Ring of Honor TV tapings, uh, because that was for February 25th. So it looks like, um, you know, they're trying to get everybody, uh, you know, sort of in line with schedules now that they have more going on. But uh, they've been pulled off some indies. So hopefully that's good for Kate. You've been saying, I want to see more of the workhorsemen. Where are the workhorsemen? Well, maybe we're going to see more of them on Ring of Honor. That's a good thing. Give me. Kate, did you know that CM Punk was at Battle in the Valley? I did know that. He was. All of my favorites. Ian Riccoboni, Eddie Kingston, and CM Punk in the same building. That's right. In the same building. I think Bailey was also uh, there. Um, but yeah, CM Punk was seated. There are pictures of him uh, out there. And uh, uh, I think uh, Kenta uh, had a little message for him or something like that. So interesting. Um, Nobody really knows what the status of CM Punk is. So he's out there at wrestling events and stuff like that. I don't know. At wrestling events, Eddie Kingston is at. In my head, he went just to boo Eddie Kingston. You think he did? In my head, that's, yeah, that's absolutely what happened. I think he absolutely did. Right. Guys, do you, do you want to talk? Because it made such huge news. We don't have to go out for an hour on this, but the whole Twitter exchange between Ariel Helwani and the dorky shit in the world. <laughs> what a fucking it, dorky, 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 dorky thing. I will tell you guys this. I don't really go into Twitter often because one, the alerts don't come through to my phone for some reason for Twitter. They never That's have. Good for you. Um, but I happen to open Twitter for something and that was the first thing I saw. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And I just started like reading the comments. That was the best part. But um, someone got to take Tony Khan's phone away from him, man, or at least uninstall the Twitter app. They relax, really brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the reason that this even comes up is because um, uh, uh, it was apparently a big topic of conversation backstage at Elimination Chamber. Uh, Helwani did go on to his MMA hour show, uh, saying that he popped the boys in the back with his tweet towards Khan. Um, and, uh, Michael Cole said, wait till you see how I, uh, or wait till you hear how I introduce you. Um, and because um, I'm unbiased journalist, <laughs> right. Uh, and then, uh, Dave Meltzer said on wrestling observer radio, the stuff his sources in the WWE have been saying about Tony Khan for the last three years is so bad. And in particular, Melter thinks Helwani calling Khan the snowman made him the star of stars to the WWE. Helwani also um, uh, said or he hinted that um, he could tell you stuff about the interview uh, that he did with Tony Khan that we didn't show. 
about how weird and bizarre the whole thing was, but I'm not going to do that. So apparently it was an awkward situation. Everybody is clearly in business for themselves at this point. But did you guys laugh about it as much as I did? I thought it was fucking ridiculous. Oh, all the whole thing. Ariel Hawani saying that Tony Khan was his worst interview because he couldn't talk about something he was legally protected to not talk about is dorky enough. And then this is king dorky. Like just we call ourselves the Mark Order and this is like the they're the Mark Kings. Hawani being on Elimination Chamber because he is from Canada and it was in Montreal to be like, hey, here's the hometown is just not that big of a deal, man. It ain't that serious. You look like such a fucking dork. It was the it whole was thing. Shlong, you want to weigh in on any of it? No, I think they're all dorks is a good is a good description. It's just a stupid like what's weird is the only thing I'm gonna say, and it's not a serious take on this at all, is that TK started out, I mean, Ariel's take on the whole interview with TK was weird, but people kind of forgotten about it. So TK started out as a dork on that weekend by his tweet. And by the next day, Ariel had matched him by how much he was trying to play it up while pretending that he wasn't playing it up. And it's like, oh, you two just can't stop being nerds. Yeah. Dorkiest shit ever. Funny stuff. Um, and we're going to close out some news and notes with good news, uh, about, um, Jay Briscoe's daughters. So 12 year old Gracie and nine year old Jay Lee, um, seem to be headed in the right direction on February 18th. Um, Ashley Pugh posted a picture of her and her son, uh, Gannon with the two girls in wheelchairs. And it was captioned, got all my babies back together. And the family friend and spokesperson, Josh Wharton, um, had some more details in a Facebook video. He said that Jaylee was released from the hospital earlier this month. She no longer has to wear a neck brace, but will be in a back brace and have an external fixator on her leg for about another month. Now that she's out of the hospital, Gracie will be doing outpatient therapy five days a week. She has normal feelings in both legs. And while... Uh, the ability to move them below her knees is not where it needs to be. She's done some assisted walking. And he also said her muscles in her legs are really starting to fire up. So they want to keep it a very intense therapy. Doctors feel her trying to move her ankles and toes and stuff. Uh, but we're just not getting any movement yet. Things are progressing, I would say, ahead of schedule. So still a long road ahead for recovery. You know, for the family, they're asking for continued prayers. Uh, but these are good updates um, after just a tragic, tragic accident. So all good things, it seems like uh, there uh, there is still um, uh, there is still a, a support campaign. Uh, I don't remember who they have it through, but, you know, it's like one of those, you know, GoFundMe's where you can uh, give some dollars to uh, support the Pew family, uh, through this time. So, yeah, I don't know if anybody wants to add anything, but, uh, just to say God. Yeah. Good piece of news to sort of end on. 
So guys, episode 100 in the can. Who knows if we'll be back next week for 101. We've done 100. Who knows? Who knows? We will be back for 169, though. 100%. Yeah. So even if we don't do 101 through 168, we'll definitely be here for 169. Yes, we will. Uh, all right, guys. Why don't we do some uh, plugs, tell people where we're going to be, and then we'll wrap it up. Kate? Where are you going to be? Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm, I'm being weird on Tuesday nights on the NXT Post Show on Fightful. I do AW Rampage and SmackDown on Fridays. Guys, Excite Wrestling. I told you I was doing the Bobby Fish match, right? Yeah. Do you know who he's facing? No. Friend of the show, LSG. Oh, do we have to take a trip to fucking Excite Wrestling? Do you? When is it? Uh, March 4th? The day before Revolution? I'm going to look at my calendar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't. It's too far for Schlong. He has to leave Philadelphia. (laughs) I've been up to an Excite show before. Thank you very much. He's got to leave Philadelphia. He can't do it. My schedule is open, Kate. What time is that show? Uh, it usually starts at like three or four o'clock. Do I bring the boy? We'll Do you talk. mean your kid or Matt? Because yes, no, not Matt. Both. I mean, <laughs> I was talking to my kid, but mm, we'll talk. We can. We can. So you're going to be doing, uh, as commentary. Ace Shock says, commentary for the oldest man that ever lived, Bobby Fish. Uh, yep. I will be traveling back to like 900 BC to call a Bobby Fish match against friend of the show LSG, which LS. is a hilarious thing to say out loud. Okay, so that's March 4th. So we've got one week to figure yes, out what you're going to work into commentary. Yes. Okay. We will take submissions to the Mark Order Twitter. So if you would like to give your suggestions, and again, we've played this game before. We are looking for suggestions. Nothing that is blue, right? Like we don't want, this can't be like X-rated shit. Right, just a fun, playful, weird word to drop on commentary during a Bobby Fish LSG match. Yes, and like, you know, what was the, we used Yowza Yowza once. Yowza Yowza was a really strong one. Um, 23 Skidoo. Yep. So uh, stuff like that, like old one. phrases or sayings, or even <laughs> just weird words that would apply. Yeah. So send them to the Mark Order podcast. Just slide up in our DMs. We'll take them down. We'll go through them next week and figure out what we want to use. Hell yeah. All right. Schlong. Where are you going to be? Every Monday and Tuesday, I am live tweeting Dark and Elevation at Mark Order Pod. I'm there the rest of the week, and I will chat with you if you're just not a dick. All right. Fair enough. Um, I'm here every Wednesday night uh, on the Mark Order Podcast. I'm just going to tell you to follow all our socials at Mark Order Pod. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube, all those places. Uh, if you're connected with us on one already, you should just go to the link tree. All of the links to our socials are there. So you can just go to it and follow us and then go to the next one and follow us. And 
that stuff um, is definitely a way you can help us. So if you give us a follow, we greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to support us in other ways by showing your love of the show, you can go and request free stickers in the link tree. Just click the button. We need, we need your full name, your email, and your mailing address along with the country you live in. That way I can mail you out some of these free Mark Order podcast stickers. Just twenty nine ninety nine for shipping. Don't do that. People will not get stickers. Um, so yes, you can get free stickers. No shipping, no handling. We don't need your mother's maiden name or social security numbers. Just We're your just driver's gonna... license. <laughs> yeah. And your blood type. That's right. Um, the other thing you could do if you'd like to support us, I don't know, uh, you could go to the link tree. <laughs> I, I don't know why we're doing this. I just saw everybody else was doing it. Um, but you could doing it and swaying and I joined in. <laughs> you could go to the link tree and click the button to go to our pro wrestling tea store uh, and um, check out the shirts that we have there. Um, so uh, you can go to uh, the link tree. You can go to pro wrestling uh slash Mark order pod, or you can just go to pro wrestling tees. Uh, and search for the Mark Order podcast, and our page will show up. We have a couple designs that are just a front print, a couple that are double-sided. Um, order a shirt if you'd like to. All the money goes right back into this show. We're not making a ton of cash off these fucking shirts, trust me. <laughs> but anything, you guys, uh, if you guys order shirts... Uh, I can't believe we're not making a ton of money off of those shirts with such a ringing endorsement like back at the beginning of the show. I know. Fucking idiot. Boy, the shirt. The shirts fucking suck. Um, anyway, if you do, uh, if you do buy a shirt, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, and um, it really does help us out. So um, thank you in advance. And we uh, I'll make phone calls to people who order shirts. So. Uh, so, yeah. Um, the other thing is uh, we want to thank everybody who's been watching us live tonight for episode 100. I'd normally wave here, but we're all doing this weird thing. You're going to have to go to the video and see what we're doing right now. But um, uh, thanks to everybody who watched us, to everybody who listens in podcast form. Thank you guys, too. We appreciate that you guys are listening to us. I, I don't know about you guys. It's 100 episodes of this, and I still can't believe people want to hear us rant for a couple hours. Uh, so thank you to those who listen to us in podcast form. Um, if you haven't subscribed, liked, rate, review, all of that stuff helps us on the podcast platforms. So if you could take a few minutes out of your day to do that, we would greatly appreciate it. For those of you watching us on, uh, who, who've never tried watching us head over to our YouTube and, uh, give us a follow, feel free to like, or, or leave comments on the videos. That stuff also helps us show up in search and, and stuff on YouTube. So, um, thank you in advance. If you take a few minutes to, to follow and subscribe us there, um, guys, in all honesty, um, just wrapping this up. Uh, I can't believe uh, Matt. I think Matt says it a lot, like with the shining wizards, like, I can't believe I get to bullshit with my friends for a night a week and just do this. And like, people actually want to hear it. So I'm very much in the same boat. Um, I can't believe people listen to us and our <laughs> bullshit. So, um, so thank you to everybody who listens. I honestly can't think of a better group of people to do this with on a weekly basis. I love you guys. Thanks for staying along for the ride. And, uh, I'm looking to a hundred more 
and uh, all the ways that we talked before about growing this platform and this podcast. I look forward to it. Uh, I can't believe we're at 100 episodes already. It has been so much fun. I do a million of these a week, and this is still just like the place where it feels like I get to come home and do whatever the fuck we're doing right now and be silly and fun. I'm just flexing now. Like, I just see. Well, I like put my hands on top of my head and I was stretching, and then Ryan just started doing it. And then when you did it, and still we're just carrying on with the show, I lost Why not? it. But um, this is so much fun, and to get to do it with you guys is, is just the best. And, um, it's my favorite show to review and it's my favorite people to do it with. It's, it's just the best to do it all under one roof the way that we get to do it. So thank you. I can't wait for the next year. I can't wait for more content. I can't wait for more silly trips, which we already have one on the docket in April. So that's right. Yeah. I, I, I forgot to mention that too, just because it seems like it's so far away, but we are, we, we mentioned it passing before, but um uh, we're going to be in D.C. and Philly for the New Japan shows in April. So uh, if you're going to be in either one of those, definitely reach out and let us know. We'd love to say hi and um, certainly be following us on socials because we've talked about our road trips with Matt. We've we seriously have to <laughs> capture some of that magic uh, on this next road trip because D.C. is going to be, I think, ridiculous with Matt. Yes. So uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I love doing this with you guys. Shlong, I don't know if you want to say anything sappy. But here's to 10,000 more. Sweet. 10,069 more. At least. Well, 60. Is still in your gimmick. Yeah, 69. 69. All right, guys. Um, thank you all so much again for the support through 100 episodes. We love you all. We will see you next week for 101 on our journey to 200. To 169. Well, true. That's like a bonus on the way to 200. But thank you guys for listening. We will see you all again next week. And um, make sure that you support the other shows on the Shining Wizards Network, too. Uh, We should actually put Matt over a little bit. They've done a ton of work to sort of revamp the network and have some new shows and new content on there uh, for everybody. And I don't know about you guys, but like 99% of the other shows I'm like way into, there's still that 1% where I'm like, uh, not really for me, but I get it. So um, definitely check out the shining wizards network. Uh, If you like us, you're probably going to like some of the other shows and we'll see you next week. Thanks again for all the support and the love. We love you guys. We see you in here every week. We will talk to you. Next Wednesday, the go home to the pay-per-view. Holy shit. Wow. Should be a good episode. Talk to you next week. the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming.
Join the Mark Order.